Hello and what's happening? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. We got another NFL episode for you today. And boy, oh boy, have the NFL playoffs been exciting and a whirlwind. My goodness. If you've kept up with them at all, you know this full well. That the legend of Ryan Tannehill may well be building and may may still have some more to come. But without further ado, let's just jump into talking about it. So, as uh, per the entire season, I once again cannot get a beat on the Tennessee Titans. And uh, I don't feel like really anyone has had a good beat. Maybe they have. There's been a few people. Um, but as I chronicled in my in season when I was making my picks every week as a part of my fantasy league, a little side pot, which I ended up winning, I the, the Titans were one of those teams that plagued me with I was just couldn't get their picks right. And they come in in the wild card round, upset the Patriots. So I'm like, okay, wow, they upset the Patriots. But, you know, the Ravens will take care of business. Then they upset the Ravens 28-12. to 12, And now they're in the... Oh, my goodness. They're, they're in the AFC Championship game against Kansas City. On the heels, on the doorstep of the Super Bowl. Like, Ryan Tannehill, led by Ryan Tannehill. Now, I do want to say this. There is, <clears throat> before, I don't, want to, I don't want to give Ryan Tannehill too much credit. He's done enough. But the real hero of it all is Derrick Henry. This man has put that team on his back and carried them past two juggernauts who either one could have, I could have easily seen in the Super Bowl this year. Patriots, maybe not so much. Like, this was a down year for them. Um, but, I, I mean, I think I definitely predicted the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> at least getting to the AFC Championship game. But then again, that just shows what I know. A whole lot of butt kiss. And it shows you that, look, even in this league where sometimes it can seem bleak, anything can still happen. It's kind of wild. So we'll recap those games. Tennessee ran all over Baltimore. Derrick Henry had 195 yards. Lamar Jackson threw for 365, and Marquise Brown had 126 uh, receiving yards. But they couldn't finish and get the scores. They couldn't get the scores that they needed, and Derrick Henry just ran all over them. So like I said in the wild card round, what the Patriots needed to do, the key to stopping the Titans, and it sounds easier than it is, truly, is you you have to stop slash limit Derrick Henry. Make Ryan Tannehill beat you through the air. Now here's the scary thought. What if Ryan Tannehill puts something together and beats you through the air? Then, look, I got nothing for you. That's just, he's having his moment. And it's a pretty big one. So, Patriots didn't stop Derrick Henry, and they lost. And the Ravens came in. They didn't stop Derrick Henry, but also I want to credit the Titans' defense for game planning very well on that triple option and covering that. Because the Baltimore got behind, and they couldn't play at their normal pace. They couldn't build that rhythm with that solid option run game with Lamar Jackson to then open up the pass like they wanted to, and they had to immediately go to the pass, so the Titans had it covered. And, I mean, like is with so many games, that's the formula. And you can shut down and mess up their rhythm and cause them to have to 
switch up either uh, usually they have to play at a faster rhythm than they're used to and so it changes their play calling and he passed it something like 50 times or something insane like that but that's what uh, yeah that's what happened there so uh, other game we had Minnesota San Francisco Minnesota shocked the world another upset beating the Saints in the last minute play last second play and then San Francisco, they took care of business. Oh, they had the bye, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they had the bye. I was going to say, I don't remember who they played in the wild card. Nobody. Um, But, you know, got the Kirk Cousins. You like that? Quote after the New Orleans game. But, I mean, looking at it, I was just like, to me, like I've said past several weeks, that San Francisco is kind of one of those teams where you're like, ah, they've got everything going. And look, Truth be told, I thought Baltimore was this team, but I was, but upsets happen. But San Francisco is one of those teams that's built in such a way where it's like everything is clicking. They've got the formula this season. I think, uh, you know, I don't see them going any less further than the NFC Championship game because at that point anything can happen. But, uh, and then, and that was kind of my prediction, but I was like, man, Minnesota, I don't know, but. Sure enough, San Francisco took care of business, 27-10, put Minnesota back in their place, brought them back down to earth, San Francisco on the NFC Championship. That was my prediction. That's what I figured would happen. So, we'll go to Sunday's matchup, Houston and Kansas City. And holy crap, what a game. Let uh, Let me tell you how I came across this game. I was out of town visiting my parents, and we uh, was hanging out with a relative on my wife's side, and... We go stop by my parents' house, and I don't know, it was beginning of the second quarter or something like that, and it was, I, I step in the door, they have the game on, I'm like, hey, what's going on, everybody, you know, and I knew the game was on, and I was looking forward to seeing it, and then it is 24 to to seven at that point, I'm pr- I believe is, is how the scoring went. Yeah, second quarter, twenty four to seven, or to O oh, actually. No, yeah, it was twenty four and O oh at one point. Yeah, I walked in at twenty four and O, oh, and I said, "What is going on?" I my first thought was, "What kind of upside down are we living in?" This was not what I was ready to walk into. <laughs> it like it really rocked my world, and I, my first thought was. I don't know anything. Why even try and predict anything at this point? Because the Titans had had won yesterday against the Ravens, and here the Texans are going to shock the Chiefs and blast them out of the water. And I was like, oh my gosh. Forget all conventional knowledge this this year in the playoffs because there's no point. Um, But shortly after that, Kansas City comes alive. And... uh, and they score. It's 24-7. to And I'm like, all right. They got a little momentum. Then they score again. A minute and a half later. 24-14. And, and that's when I sat back and said, okay, here they come. But I, but I, wasn't, I wasn't completely sold because I was like, Houston could just fire, fire away. And then they score again a couple minutes later. So they scored at the 9.55 mark. And they're down 24-0, make it 24-7. They scored at the 8.05 mark, 24-14. Then they scored at the 6.31 mark. Um, the longest drive was that last one. It took a minute 25. It was three plays, six yards. 
And then, so it's 24-21, and we got ourselves a game, folks. And then here's the crucial one. The Texans then started sputtering because all the momentum had shifted, and they couldn't get anything done. All they needed to do was they didn't even have to get a full drive to get a field goal. They just had to get a decent, like, Get get a couple first downs, get a little bit of movement, get down the field, waste some time. They couldn't even do that. It was just three and out, sputtering away. And here come the tidal wave of offense that is the Chiefs with all their speed on the outside at all their receivers' positions and all those things. And so then with 44 seconds left, the Chiefs score again, making it 28. It was eight plays, 90 yards, took two minutes. Making it 28-24. So in a blink of an eye, the Chiefs go down 24-0. 21-0. And then, and then second quarter, add a few of that 24-0 right at the beginning. And holy cow. But then, just like they went down, they decided to come back in the same fashion. And come back to make it 28-24 going into halftime. Folks, we have ourselves a game. And going into halftime, I'm tell you, the Chiefs had all the momentum at home. And I can tell you that those fans are that are so excited about this team this year that like you get that you get Arrowhead going and it's hard to stop. So then we go on to the third quarter. The Chiefs um, they kick it off with uh, another touchdown drive, thirty four twenty four. So now that is one two three four five straight touchdowns unanswered. They get a touchdown, 24-34. They're down 10. You know what? It's still a, it's still a game at this point. We're doing all right. <clears throat> and then um, they decide to score again, making it 41-24. And now I'm starting to think, okay, may not be as much of a game anymore. But Houston, if they can if they can get, get a scoring drive together, get some momentum back, we got ourselves a game. And they do that right before the end of the third quarter. They score, make it 31-41. I'm like, all right, got a game. Now, watching the game, though, you kind of tell that Houston was going to have to pull together some some Deshaun Watson, MJ-style magic like they did the week before because Kansas City was just rolling. And unfortunately, I think he'd used up all that magic in the wild card round, um, all his magic to power his team Uh I don't even remember who they played now. I'm blanking out. Not the Chiefs in the wild card round. Who did they have? And well. And it took every last bit of it. But so this week, then the fourth quarter, Kansas City uh, scores a touchdown and then a field goal to ultimately win by 20. 51-31. That had to have been one of the most like roller coaster like that that's reminiscent of the twenty eight to three Super Bowl with the Patriots. I'd still put that above because it's the Super Bowl, and when you take that momentum in the Super Bowl, it is so hard to get it back. Uh, just looking back at you know Super Bowl fifty with the with the Panthers and the the Broncos. I mean the Broncos came out of the gate and they they took that momentum and they kept it. Had it under wraps the entire time. So. But there, that was a wild game. Made me nervous when I first came in and saw it, but one of the best games that I would say, if you can go watch the highlights at least, go go check them out. They're they're awesome. It was it was really was an incredible game to watch. And then another another awesome game 
we had was <clears throat> Seattle at Green Bay. And this one going in, honestly, I, I if I remember, if my memory serves me right, my prediction was that basically, look, this could go either way. You could have I, I thought it was going to be close because you got the magic of Russell Wilson and he's doing everything he can. He's having an MVP type, MVP type of year. They brought back Beast Mode because the running back situation completely imploded in, in the last couple weeks of the season. But Green Bay, they're they're rolling right now. They're doing their thing. They've got everything. They're firing on all cylinders. And I was and and it's in Lambo. I think that was the kind of the big difference here. Now the game ended up twenty eight twenty three. Green Bay won, and I think I believe I went with Green Bay for the for my actual formal prediction, just because you got that Lambeau playoff atmosphere, and it's tough to be. I mean, the weather is very serious. It was like I don't know, it was like zero degrees, probably something like that, or slightly in the negatives on the field, and you never know what's going to happen there. And even though Seattle, you know, is they 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 have similar weather. They're on the coast. They're not in the middle of the country like that, where they get this heavy heavy winter uh, winter weather stuff. So um, ultimately, watching the game, it was Seattle was scrambling with everything they could, and Green Bay was firing on all cylinders, more or less. And so the, while the score did does say like, oh, it was really really close, it wasn't as close as that but it was still a really 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 great game i mean in terms of like you're sitting back and watch it you know sometimes you can tell this team's in control this team is being scrappy you can kind of see there's a there's you know one team's like ah they're in control this team's scrappy and they could do something crazy but they're it's gonna take everything in their power and the other team's just in control doing their thing that's what it felt like that game so now that was the divisional round and we're all set this weekend for the conference championships. Alright. I said alright. So. What do we have? We've got Tennessee. At Kansas City. Nobody. I want to know. I'm sure there's some of those bets out there. Where some dude. Bet on Tennessee. To get to this far. Or the Super Bowl. And, you know, they bet like a hundred bucks or whatever. And the odds were crazy stupid against them. And now, if, even if you bet that they were going to win those last two games, probably made boo-coos of money. Just boo-coos of money. And it's just silly, frankly. So, but nobody expected uh, Tennessee Titans versus the everyone thought they would be here, Kansas City Chiefs. And then, I think the... the uh, the NFC Championship is really the same. I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised that it's Green Bay and San Francisco. This is kind of those two teams right now looking at the NFC, uh, along with the the Saints, but they obviously got upset. Were the they were they were all kind of firing on all cylinders. Well, the Saints weren't. They kind of had the build, but they seemingly had the build, and these two definitely have the build and everything going for them this year. Where it's like, yeah, Super Bowl runs. I'm I, I find myself a bit of a I don't I don't think I'm an Aaron Rodgers hater. I'm just more of an Aaron Rodgers annoyed because the dude, he's that dude. He's you know, State Farm get it done with the belt celebration. He he's got it. He's got that mojo, but sometimes I think they just act like it's all because of him. It's like, no, you got a good team, bro. You do some crazy you are awesome. You are great. But 
I don't know. To me, I just don't look at him and say, yeah, you're the greatest of all time. He's he's one of the greatest problem quarterbacks, and he will go down as such. But I don't know. I guess I just get tired of how much and how hard the media fawn after him because I, it, I guess it's just one of those things that's just annoying. But that's just me. And so for that reason, kind of being a little spiteful, I don't want to see him get there. I'd rather see your boy Jimmy G get uh, get to the Super Bowl in San Francisco, just be there and kind of shock the world. But all in all, I do think it's going to be a great game. It's at San Francisco, which I think only bodes well for or for San Fran. Like I think that is. I think if they're at Lambeau, it would be. I would probably predict Green Bay to win this, but it's going to be a super tight game. I'm. I want San Francisco to win, and I'm also going to predict that San Francisco will win. They have got the build to to get to the Super Bowl, and then I would say even win the Super Bowl. They've got that build this year. It's that year for them. I think we all know what I'm talking about. It's that. It's that type of year for them. And you'll have to excuse my dog wants to play with his antler right by my feet. So that's that's happening. Then we have the conundrum of a game. And the big question of the day. Titans at Chiefs. It's in Kansas City. That's going to be a tough environment. They are fired up. After one of the best comeback at home in playoff history. And it wasn't just like, oh, a comeback and a barely won. Comeback and stomped them. They grabbed that momentum and they did not let go of it. And they just thrashed them. And and you don't always see that. You all, you know, you see the comeback, but you don't see like a comeback and a thrashing that much. So to see that to see that was was pretty big deal. Pretty cool, pretty big deal. And I think that momentum is going to play a big big piece coming into this game where if they come out and they hit them in the mouth with the score. Cuz here's the thing. Here's the thing so far is <clears throat> you play the Patriots. They're very methodical. You played the Ravens, they're very methodical. I'm talking about the Titans here. The Titans are pretty methodical with Derrick Henry. The Chiefs are explosive. Speed, speed, speed. They are Lightning McQueen. I am speed. And that's the name of the game. They're extremely explosive offense. And so if you look at if you look at the the Tennessee's path here, it was too it was methodical teams that they got to jump on and they're methodical I mean Derrick Henry they ran all over him and so they couldn't stop shut it down and they lost and it did enough and Tannehill is having the year the postseason of his life and so here's the here's kind of the big points for me Tannehill so Derrick Henry obviously he he is the he's kind of the crux of the matter they don't stop Kansas City can't even Stop, slow down Derrick Henry, manage that at all and keep him, I don't know, to 100 yards. It, it could be, it, it's probably going to be a good game. However, even if they don't manage that, then what you're talking about is you're having a shootout. You're having a shootout with Kansas City. That doesn't bode well for you. Now, who knows? Their defense, if they're, so so Tennessee's defense really plays a crucial part here. Can they slow, can they, can they stop them enough times to... To get their to get their rhythm going and get a score or two up and then and then just have a shootout with them 
even then, you got to be careful. But can they stop them enough? And that's the real question. Can they stop them enough on the road? And, you know, in the AFC Championship game. I don't think so. I think Kansas City's going to take this. They're going to go to the Super Bowl and the middle of the country where I preside going to all lose their minds and it's going to be wild and it's going to be fun and I'm probably going to cheer for Kansas City being uh, they are one of the close, I don't have an NFL team here, but they are about as close as I can get. Um, The Cowboys are a little bit closer, but we all know how I feel about them. And it's an AFC team, the Chiefs. It's like, it doesn't really cross with the Eagles that much, so it's not like, eh. You know, we'd, we'd see them in the Super Bowl, and at that point I would just be stoked to be in the Super Bowl. But So why not? Why not cheer for the Chiefs? Mahomes, he's a Big 12 dude. I'm a Big 12 guy being in the Big 12. Um, that's where my fandom lies. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors playing in here. Plus I, I know, you know, have some friends and stuff. Josh, who was on the podcast a couple episodes ago, he, um, he's from Kansas, so he kind of follows Kansas City. But, dang, I can't believe they're that cheap. The little add-on here that I'm looking at on my screen says tickets low as $218 for the AFC championship and as low as $311 for the NFC. That's, you ask me, I, I would expect, I mean, if that's your cheapest tickets, like, really? Just, I figured it'd be four or 500 at least. But, hey, here we are. So, the Titans and the Chiefs, the Chiefs, what the Chiefs have to do is not get down by 20 because then... Because then Tennessee can grind it out and grind down the time. They can t- win time of possession, and you'd be in trouble. Now, here's the thing, though. Kansas City's used to playing fast and loose, running, gunning, airing the ball out. So it's not like their game plan wouldn't have to shift for that. They're going to play just the same. And that's where, even in that situation, I can still see them winning. There's just so many, like, I feel like Kansas City is the matchup for Tennessee. Like, the last two teams, Tennessee... I think with Tennessee's game plan matched up so well to stop them and upset them if it worked and it panned out, where I look at this team and I say, that same game plan isn't going to work. How you've, won, how you've gotten this far isn't going to get you past Kansas City. It's going to make you put up a fight, but it's not going to get you past Kansas City. Now, the awesome part about this is I'm, I'm in this boat, but I haven't figured out what I would get. I have a friend who's like, yes, Ryan Tannehill. He goes, if he gets to the Super Bowl, I will buy an authentic Tannehill jersey. And I'm like, I totally respect that. And then another buddy's like, I'm going to put a poster of Tannehill in my room on the ceiling above my bed if if he gets there. And even if he just gets there, just getting to the Super Bowl. And so I'm at this point like, you almost have to, right? Like, it's one, it's so ridiculous that... Like, Ryan Tannehill? Like, look, Nick Foles was kind of crazy, but not because we had seen great streaks from him, and and he had played in the postseason before, and, you know, he'd been a starter before, and it was still wild, but the team was, it it just did what it did. But Tannehill, he got traded in, like, week 14 or something like that, like, right at the trade deadline, and then then they benched Mariota, brought in Tannehill, and then what? And then it just all worked together. So that would just be wild to me. And I don't know what I would do yet. I'm not nothing crazy like a tattoo cuz that's not me. Tattoo tattoo is too serious for me. Uh, I don't have any tattoos. I probably won't ever have any t- tattoos. They has to be super serious, super meaningful. I wouldn't get any any whimsical tattoos. But 
there is, although I have considered a tattoo that would get me 50, uh, 50% off every time I go in, at this pizza place locally. And that to me, while someone might say that seems a little whimsical, a little fri- frivolous, is it's it, that's a financial decision because a I'm gonna start eating at pizza place a lot more. I'm gonna save money, and then the money that I'm gonna save in I don't know, say ten trips is probably gonna pay for the tattoo. And so that that's purely economic, and it doesn't have to be. It could I've already planned it out. I would put it on my waistline, very small, so you would almost never see it, and I would just flip down my waistline on my hip, and it's like boom, there it is, there we go. And it wouldn't have to be you know on my face or something like that, very insignificant. Might as well not even be there. That's 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 a very logical practical pragmatic financial decision right there but that's that's beside the point um so i'm open to suggestions if you have suggestions of something now here's the thing like i would go all in on getting like a Tannehill jersey and stuff like that the problem is i don't have a lot of extra money right now i to spend like that and me being married with a wife it's like decisions like that i would have to run by her and she probably wouldn't be for it and so I'm a little bit tied down there. So, but something where, I, like maybe you know what? Maybe I get if you can just buy these a Tannehill uh, card, like a Tannehill trading card, and like and fr- and like laminate it and everything, and keep it. And like that is this is from <laughs> the year that Ryan Tannehill went to the Super Bowl. I don't know what crazy thing will you do slash what crazy thing should I do. Um, to commemorate if Tannehill makes it to the Super Bowl. And then if he wins it, I, gosh, it's a whole nother ball game. But something, right? Uh, a poster's not bad, but once again, when you are in a marriage, you know, I'm not, I can't just throw that poster up in our room. I, like, there's stuff that goes into it. So figuring something out that's feasible, that budgetary-wise works, but, it, it you know, something that's relatively inexpensive, but also be like, yeah, it freaking had to, had to. Tannehill made it to the Super Bowl, or Tannehill made it and then won the Super Bowl. Like, how could you, you almost, you can't not do this. Um, so that's where I'm at. But uh, recap my predictions. Kansas City, San Francisco, two red and white teams in, I'm just realizing this, in the Super Bowl, that's my prediction. However, I could—I well, I will say—I want to qualify with this. I could see Green Bay upsetting San Francisco and being in the Super Bowl. However, I think Kansas City's a lock. Then, once we're in the Super Bowl, now I'm torn because, like I keep saying, San Francisco has all the pieces firing. They win here. I—I I really feel like they would probably win the Super Bowl. However, I would be cheering for Kansas City. And, and and I could see them. I think that would be an awesome game. But, you know, I just don't know. I just don't know how it will go. I'll be pulling for Kansas City. I want to see them win. And, you know, I'll go ahead and call, call it an upset. I, I think they would win. Because even against my better judgment of saying, I think San Francisco, they get to the Super Bowl, they win it. Against my better judgment, I'm going to say if they are facing Kansas City, well, they're facing Tennessee too. That's a whole different conversation. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after this weekend on the next NFL podcast. If Tennessee finds themselves in the Super Bowl, oh boy, is this going to be an interesting, exciting podcast. So, Kansas City, San Francisco, my Super Bowl picks, and then I'm, I'm going to take Kansas City to win it all. Mahomes is going to get his Super Bowl, and Kansas City is going to get their Super Bowl. The middle of the country is going to lose their minds. It's going to be a ton of fun. And it's... It's really exciting to see a Super Bowl like this. The Patriots have been out of talk now for two weeks. We're going to come up in two weeks. They've been out of the conversation. 
it's new faces, new blood, more parody. I feel like there's more parody than ever before in the NFL. And there's been this year has been a great year for parody amongst sports in general. It's NFL and NBA, you've seen a ton of parody. It's almost like a changing of the guard. It's one of those this next couple seasons, well, I would even go back a couple years starting, but it's one of those like four or five year spans where you're seeing kind of that changing of the guard. The new guard is coming in. You're seeing a lot of people move out. Things are shifting. It's We're beginning a new era in this sport. Um, not so much with Tom Brady. He's still sticking around, breaking all the rules, playing at like 44, however old he is. But hey. Here we are. So let me know your picks, your thoughts, your what crazy, what thing will you do to commemorate Ryan Tannehill? Because we're all bound to this unwritten, untaken, unconscious oath of if Ryan Tannehill traded in, I don't know when he was traded, week 12, whatever, late in the season of the Titans, then then benched Mariota for, for Tannehill. And then drags them past two favorite Super Bowl contender teams. The first the Patriots, and then the Ravens, and and somehow just making it to the Super Bowl to me is enough. But w- much less wins a Super Bowl. Look, we're all all of us football fans are bound to something. There, something has to be done. You can't not let that happen, and you not do anything about it. You are obligated. Whether it be a poster, whether it be a trading card, whether it be a tattoo, whether it be an authentic Tannehill jersey as one of my buddies is going to do. I don't know. There's something there. There's something there. But let me know what you will do and then feel free to give me some ideas of what you think I should do because I'm very, very interested. And I'd love to know your thoughts and feedback. As always, I like to make this conversation. And you know, if you don't listen to me on like Apple Pot or even if you listen to me, wherever you listen to me, to get your podcasts, um, if you if, if, if an email of typing it out seems too much, if you will, like if you got too much to say, uh, I would uh, offer up going to Anchor. So you can go to anchor.fm and you can find my page and through Anchor you can actually leave uh, audio messages and you could, you could throw me an audio message via Anchor because that's where I produce my uh, this podcast through, and then and then you could you know I don't know how, I don't know if there's a, a length that you can do, but I, as far as I know, you can record as long as you want, and you could you know throw me a three minute clip of your analysis and picks and everything, and uh, I may just throw it in the podcast, but I may just talk about it and feature it in the podcast. So uh, speaking of that, I do uh, want to had to go check my <laughs> my inbox. That reminded me to check my inbox because I figured I would have. An email, and sure enough, your boy Connor, shout out, homie, we got one, and it's just subject line, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is, in fact, that dude. What dude? That dude. I am taking, oh, (laughs) he picked Clemson out of spite. um, So this would have been his prediction for the national championship game. He picked Clemson out of spite, well... Uh, we saw how that turned out, LSU, but now there's a whole bunch of sketchy stuff around LSU. Oh, yeah, I didn't even talk about that. We'll talk about that here in a minute then. He picked Clemson, and then uh, he, he as well is saying Kansas City and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he says, but, woo, how fun would it be for that Titan team to go to Miami for the Super Bowl? Like, is everyone just sad? 
<laughs> I don't know. I think it's like a, it's one of those. I think it'd be one of those weird emotions. Like you're like, what the crap actually just happened? But at the same time, it's so crazy. You're like. Yeah, let's just, like, have fun with it. Like, why not, right? Like, there's no strings attached to the Super Bowl. There's no stress or tension. We're just going to have a good time. Um, hmm. Anyways. So that's uh, Connor's pick as well. Is uh, I'll mean, ask you this, Connor. So Kansas City and 49ers, you have them in the Super Bowl. Uh, that's what I'm assuming you mean by I'm taking KC and 49ers. Who who would you have winning would be my question to you. Who would you have winning? And uh, I don't know. I might see if we can actually get you on the pod uh, for the Super Bowl because we'll have a couple weeks. Maybe we can get together and do a Super Bowl pod, talk all things Super Bowl. But we'll just have to see and we can talk about that, especially if the Titans are in it. Oh, holy crap. But, um, yeah, it's, thank you for reminding me about the national championship game that happened on Monday. I see I meant to record this and do this earlier in the week and it got away from me. So just you know here we are. But anyways, yeah we had that national championship game. Boy, what a game. What a game. And I mean I like I appreciate how Connor took Clemson out of spite. There was a part of me that you know there's that small side of me that was like, yeah it'd be cool Clemson wins at this point because LSU did everything this year, all the awards, everything. It's kind of scary. It, 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 honestly, it is what I would classify as a legendary like college football season, and I would say they're they are a team to remember. Chock full of stars, great storyline for for Joe Burrow, everything and anything. So I took LSU. I just thought, look, there's no stopping this train. I know Clemson has got that DNA about them, but. It looked every bit as that, like, Clemson was doing everything they could, and it just wasn't enough. And you saw Trevor Lawrence get frustrated by that because he was, you know, he's used to coming in, being able to do his thing, and he couldn't, and and they just couldn't quite piece it together. And LSU did their thing, took the dub. But, I mean, I turned the game off four or five minutes to go because I think uh, Clemson was taking a drive, and they, uh, they got stopped, and so they went for it on fourth down, didn't get it, and... If I'm remembering correctly, and then L- but LSU got the ball back, and I was like, yeah, there's not enough time because it's a, it was like a two score game or something. So your spite wasn't good enough, Connor. Not good enough. And uh, Connor, I'd also like to hear your thoughts on this uh, rumor about Jason Garrett as offensive coordinator of the Giants, and of course the head coaching hire of was it Joe Judge, the special teams receivers coach from the Patriots. Interesting, interesting conversation there. And uh, really only point I'll say on that is look at Belichick's coaching tree and how it's panned out. It's not been great. So it's one of those where it's like Colin Coward. Just look at Colin Coward, Bill Belichick coaching tree. Watch that video. That's the one that he, he – I think he has a pretty good accurate analysis. I'm not always for everything he says, but I definitely think he always provides an interesting perspective. And part of the reason is why he's so successful. So – yeah, the national championship. And then now they've got all these scandals. OBJ stealing the spotlight pisses me off more than anything. Coming in is cool. He sent them headphones and stuff like that. But then the whole he's around and he became this is this is this is my problem with OBJ. 
He's a dude that likes the spotlight and needs to steal the storyline. It, it, it becomes all about OBJ. Here's you have this awesome LSU team, and he's an alum. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have been there or anything like that. Plenty of alums do that when their team goes to the national championship and they want to support him, they want to pep talk him, whatever. But there, there's a scandal now where he was handing out cash to players at the end of the game. Like he was, he had. Gave him cash, and of course they came out. Oh, it's fake money because I guess there was some fake money that they produced with like Joe Burrow's face on it, something like that. But and then Joe Burrow's like, Nah, that was real cash. And sure enough, and here's the thing: is anyone surprised OBJ came and was handing out cash to these college athletes? But here's the problem: you know what you're doing? You're jeopardizing LSU's future and a lot of these guys' futures if they're not going to the draft already. Handing out cash that warrants an investigation by the NCAA. You know how sticky that can get. Why would you do that? I get you're trying to be cool, trying to come in, but this is my problem. It's like, what? what is the point of this here? You know what it is? It's like wearing that, it's like when you wore that stupid $130,000 watch in a game and it, it was like, what is, the, what is even the point here? Oh, you know what the point is? OBJ being OBJ just... I don't even know how to describe it. He just needs a spotlight. He has to be the center of attention. He steals the show. And it's it's a complete... It's it's so annoying to me. This is this is LSU. This is, this is about these kids. This is about this awesome team and what they just did. And you come in and now that's what's filling my headlines is OBJ did this. And and then he, he slapped a, the cop who was checking the water bottles um, for for alcohol for underage guys. He Which was kind of... I get it, but at the same time, like, uh, I, it feels weird. It feel, it feel, there's a lot of weirdness around the post-victory celebration. You know, they got in trouble for smoking cigars in the locker room. This is, and, I don't know, it was kind of one of those things where, like, there's no rules because, like, LSU is in New Orleans, like, at the Superdome. So, I don't know, to me, you, you just got to let the city burn if the city's going to burn a little bit. Kind of like when Philly won the Super Bowl. I was like, that's, Philly's going to burn. They greased the light poles, but then outside of that, they're like, we're just going to let this happen because we can't, you can't contain control of that. But, you know, that's just, I see, I see him come in and now, and now there's a warrant out for his arrest because he, because he, uh, for battery on this, uh, I think it's battery for, for hitting, slapping the butt of this cop. And I'm just like, dude, what are you, like, what do you, what it, why, what is this? It just ticks me off so bad because mainly because these kids get this one moment and national championship in college football and a lot of these kids is the last thing and it's like let them have the moment, dude. You already have been a star. You've done you've done amazing things. You have an entire your one-handed catch, style one-handed cut, catch has been has been dubbed like OBJ. Like it's people yell Odell. Like you have the clout, dude. You've got it. Why do you need to swoop in and just hone the spotlight like that and totally and jeopardize jeopardize a lot of these kids and possibly even the program's future by doing stupid stuff like handing out cash and then slapping a cop on the butt? Like it, because then it totally pulls away from all these great storylines of these kids and 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 them and everyone being able to enjoy. You know, if you're a fan or whatever and and. And letting LSU enjoy, I'm sure their administration for their athletic department has been in a war when they've had to release statements and statements, and now Joe Burrow has contradicted the money statement and all sorts of things. There's so much that has just spun out of control out of this. I'm just like, why? And you know who's at the crux of a, of at least those two things with it? OBJ. 
I'm oh so tired of this nonsense, dude. Get out of here. Is it... And I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, it's because he had a down year, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, it's just... That's just him, dude. So that that kind of annoyed and pissed me off that came in and that happened and was a thing. Like, on one hand, you know, I did see a cool tweet where it was like, if you're defending these coaches because they get a million-dollar bonus for being a national championship, but these players don't get anything... First of all, I need to you need to debunk the thing that like so in bowl games, at least big bowl games, the players you don't get straight up money. Obviously, they do get. and I'm not sitting here justifying this necessarily, but I don't want to. I don't want to leave this conversation making it like the players just come and play and show up. You get a ton of awesome stuff. I I talked to some guys who made it to like just lower tier bowls even, and they're like, yeah, you got this, this is, and like you get. All this stuff, depending on who the sponsor is of the bowl, you'll get, like, all the players and everybody on the team will get certain stuff. Like, there there are a ton of perks, and honestly, a lot of these guys are going to go on the NFL, and it's, and it's going to be fine, but I don't know. It's just, <laughs> that's not even really a reasonable part of the conversation. That just got me fired up seeing all that. I'm like, dude, I, 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 I want to smack OBJ and, and, like, just be like, dude, what are you doing? Stop it. Like, Come and celebrate with them as an alum, but don't steal a show like that. That's just, it's annoying, it's disrespectful, it's stupid. Like, you are, you, you're a professional athlete now. You, yeah, you played here, and you can be a part of this, but doing, what, doing all the stuff that you did, it's, it may seem cool in the moment to be like, oh, he's handing out cash, OBJ gave him cash, and, and nobody's really thinking about it because they're celebrating. They just won the championship in the locker room, and they're in the locker room now, and, and so... I mean, really, all that's going through their mind is celebration. Nobody's thinking about, oh, you know, this could jeopardize my future if I'm a sophomore and I'm coming back, or if I'm a junior and I'm coming back. And and nobody nobody even thought about that. And it's like, dude, if, if you really, I, I I don't even know what else to say. But I'm gonna leave it at that. So it is what it is. I'd uh, love to know your thoughts on any anything around the national championship as well. What you thought about it, what you think about, you know, all this crazy nonsense been stirred up uh, in part thanks, in big part thanks to OBJ and his antics. I, I'm frankly tired of him. I I don't I don't know what his future in the NFL holds. I'm not sure it holds all that much with. If, if these sort of things keep building up, it's, it's the ego becomes bigger than the person and he hasn't stayed grounded and, you know, what the problem is. And the Browns are being the Browns, obviously. But let me know any and all of your thoughts. The Ramming Viking at gmail.com. If you don't feel like it's an, you don't, it would be an essay to type out in an email, go to anchor.fm and you can search the Rambling Viking podcast and you should be able to leave me a, uh, an actual like voice recorded message or you can record one, attach it to the email, send it and I'll listen to it. But, those are my predictions for so my recap of the division round predictions for the championship round and the Super Bowl. And then also just a quick recap of the college football national championship. So appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, thanks. Uh, like and share. Obviously, love to build this listener base and make this more of a group conversation. And uh, we'll see you next time. We'll have a Super Bowl podcast coming up. Uh, here in the next couple weeks prior to the Super Bowl. Might have a guest on there and also looking out, crank out a couple more. Thanks.
All right, anyways, move on to the next game, Chargers-Chiefs. I, along with, I had the Chiefs? I had the Chiefs. Thank goodness. (laughs) 97% of people had the Chiefs. They're those few Chargers fans that make up that 3%. Actually, I think it's, I don't even think it's Chargers fans. I think it's people who just were trying to pick a whole crazy upset. Yeah, agree. But the Chiefs are also in a playoff race. Chargers have not had a home game in years. That stadium, as for mm-hmm. almost every game, sells out to the opposing yep. fans. And like the Raiders stadium was almost black. Philip Rivers mm-hmm. couldn't hear the the coaching staff on the sideline, so he was complaining about it, telling, trying to get the crowd to be quiet. Like, no, the as as your home team, yeah. you're supposed to be loud to the opposing oh, yeah. offense to make life difficult. Sorry, and, you've been you're used to a nice quiet stadium. Yeah. That's, <laughs> And so Phil Rivers is just cry- Phil Rivers is just a crybaby though. Mm-hmm. And they're they're down to Keenan Allen who's injury prone. Yep. Melvin Gordon injury prone. But Austin Eckler stepped out this that year. Man. But the Chargers Chargers is one of those other teams. They've just kind of wallowed in mediocrity the last. They're not the Browns. No. But they are just like I wouldn't even call them underwhelming necessarily. They're just not doing anything. They're just there. But they got also got to forget they have a third running back. Derek Watt, the third Watt brother, who gets oh overlooked because he's on the Chargers. If he was uh, with the Raiders, he'd be doing better. And he's a running back. He's yeah. the only offense. He's a fullback. He's a fullback. He's more of a fullback well, than a running back too. Who so uses a fullback? Every team in the playoffs. That's true. Every team that is in the playoff run has no a, Eagles. Don't Eagles don't? No. I was pretty sure that they did. Okay. no. Mm-mm. But um, we'll we'll bring in we'll, they, they'll use a we'll use a tight end before we use a running back. Raiders or have fullback. A, Raiders have a rookie fullback. We don't did, have we did great this year. Alec, Alec. We also run you we run a lot of stuff out of the gun, a lot of zone reads, mm-hmm. a lot of jet sweep type actions. So we run some under center stuff, but it's like a stretch play. No, but uh, well, maybe the thing said eighty eight percent of the teams all the but playoffs. one. Yeah. And like the Raiders, Raiders have a rookie fullback. Mm-hmm. Fullbacks like, are still there. They're, they're just—they're just, a dying breed. Yeah, and it, it makes me—it kind of makes me sad, but doesn't at the same time because they're fantasy—they're yeah. they're practically fantasy irrelevant. Oh, they are totally. Oh. For me, I'm looking at that like, dude, you are—you think you're an offensive player? No, no, no. Slim down. Work on that agility. Mm-hmm. Linebacker, my friend. Live up to your Watt name and go to defense, and I guarantee you, mm. you'll do better. You don't have to be a big D end because you're obviously if you're a fullback, you're obviously probably not as big. I think big. he is the shortest Watt, but he, I think he's six foot even. Oh, six foot. He, he's so, t- tall enough to be a linebacker. Yeah. You don't have to be huge. You just yeah. gotta you just gotta be able to make the right moves. None of none of TJ nor Derek are as big as JJ. JJ is massive, but J-J-J. to his demise. When, name the last healthy the last year you had a healthy season and didn't have any sort of injuries. Oh Anyways, my. getting off track. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then everyone's bane of their existence, Dolphins at Patriots. You know what I told myself? I'm gonna start the Patriots defense because it's the Dolphins. And the playoff the last week seventeen actually matters to everybody going into the playoffs really. Mm-hmm. And then what do the Patriots do? They lay a big giant goose egg and give up 27 points. Their defense only had four points. Oh, I had the Baltimore defense who had 23 points against the Steelers. With backup defensive players. Because I looked at that game. I said, it's the Steelers. The Steelers are going to try really hard. The Ravens are coasting. I was like, it's not going to be a big deal. And everything was wrong. Everything was wrong. <laughs> oh, Still my. won. But yeah, 
96% of people picked the Patriots. I'm assuming you did. Yeah, I picked the Patriots. Yeah. Duh. Duh. And then the Dolphins stupidly won. God. So right now we're still neck and neck. I'm still one point down. It's Patrick. Oh, he's the Patriots' bane, isn't he? He has beaten the Patriots with every team he's played for. Yep. He's the the... And it's like he's got their number. Mm-hmm. That's like, why? I'm going to remember that now. Yeah. And I'm going to pay attention to when it's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he beat All right. them on the Jets. He beat them on the Titans? Was he, I think, was How he, many teams has he been on? Beats me, dude. Too he, many. He, he's been he, on like he, five or six teams. He's one of those quarterbacks that keeps just finding a team. Yep, he finds he'll, a home. he'll find somebody who needs them. And then, mm-hmm. uh, There's players like that throughout the NBA, NFL, hockey I don't know hockey, so I can't. He's say been that. on, yeah, Miami. Oh, he's been on the Bucks. Okay, yeah, he beat the Patriots with the Bucks. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he beat them with the Jets, and now he's beat them with Miami. Let's see. I pulled this up real quick. Might not be the. Might not be the. Bu- Gosh, he's thirty-seven. Yeah, he was. He, I didn't realize he was that he, old. I thought until, it was like thirty. Until he he's he graduated from Harvard. Yeah. Yep. He went graduated to Harvard. from Harvard in four years. Broke. The record for highest quarterback test that that test that they give oh, quarterbacks yeah. for the smarts, the smarts, yeah, yeah. Real the, smarts. the smarts, yeah, and he broke that record, and then a lineman broke that record years <laughs> later. He, that lineman played for Baltimore. He had a PhD in five years at college. Whew, that's insane. All right, here we go. You ready for the teams? The Rams, the Bengals, the Bills. That's who we're forgetting. Yeah, so it was the Bills, Jets, and Miami that he beat them. And then the Titans for a year, then the Texans for a year, then the Jets, then the Bucks, and now the Dolphins. Wow. He is literally every, the only team he has been on for more than, I guess you want to say two seasons, um, the Bills. 2009-2012. Every other team. Three seasons. Yeah, it's 05-06, 07-08. 2013, 2014, then 2015, 16, then 17, 18, and now 19 present. So he has only been on uh, one team for more than a season, really, or wow. a, a year. Whenever he retires, I hope he lets his beard go white, and I hope it goes white fast because he could be Santa Claus. Dude, he would be a great Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, he would. <laughs> random, Absolutely. Top, random note there. It's like he's got a fluffy beard. <laughs> no, he does. It's gnarly. Anywho. So are we moving? Fitzpatrick. Next? So then Saints, Panthers. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Panthers have been sucking. Mm-hmm. Um, they fell off the map for it, whatever it's just reason. just Christian McCaffrey. Like, he's going yeah. – he, Christian will do something, but the Panthers' defense won't do anything. You'll have Eric Reed talk about something about – at the end of the game about how he – Colin Kaepernick should be in the game still. Uh, it, like, Eric, shut up. Just be grateful that you're in the league. Colin Kaepernick just wants to be a martyr. That's a whole different story, though. Anyways, yes. And then the Saints are trying – the Saints the Saints are picking up steam because they're trying to get redemption for that mm. botched no call. Oh, they, the, earlier in the season or last playoff game? Last playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Because they had that one game mm-hmm. this season already that was mm-hmm. just like... They're going to be nipping. The, the refs this year. Dude. Like, if you're talking about any year, like can't, the the team should be able to file a complaint to find the refs at this point. You initiate, when they initiate, you can challenge for non-PI, like no calls mm-hmm. or to get PIs. I don't think any. Maybe one of those got overturned. I remember there was something early on in the year about like none of those getting overturned. But. None of them. Offensive passing interferences or defense. No, I don't. Or what? Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know the Raiders lost six of them. Holy crap! This year, 
And so finally, it's like, Gruden, why do you keep challenging them? They're not giving it to you. Yeah, you got to learn, all right, they're not going to give it to us. We just got to keep playing. And, but I am uh, of the mindset, like, you can't blame the refs for your losses totally. There are certain situations where it's like, that could have been a big moment. But at the same time, if I'm a coach of a team, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let my, like, oh, well, the refs botched that call. I'm going to come down and say, you know, if we do if we do things right and take care of business, we should win. And even regardless, or in light of getting maybe a bad call or two. All right, I'll save save what I'll say for in the game because Raiders are coming up here. Yeah, so get ready. All right, gotta save it for the NFC East matchup. <laughs> I think we all saw this coming: the Redskins and the Cowboys. The poor Redskins. Oof, been a. Redskins are the, the Redskins are one of those garbage teams. I put them in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Browns are the Browns. The Redskins are the Redskins. They fired, they fired their head coach. They fired their G, their GM, or was it their operations uh, manager? It was one of those two. But but Twitter universe was finally like I had friends saying they finally finally were free of Satan. Is how they viewed him because of how bad he was. And apparently, Dude, the Redskins the Redskins organization is bad. That's what you have to realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently they had a lot of issues with their medical staff actually lying to the players about their health. Like Which you had the, you had the one Pro Bowl lineman that quit on them this season because he actually had a a tumor in the back of his neck, oh and they told him it was nothing. Gosh. They had told him for years that it was there was nothing wrong with it, so he never went to a different doctor. Finally, always it's second ca- opinion. Bro. Finally, it's ca- causing him pain this year. He went. He they told him it was him. nothing. Then he found out it was actually a tumor in the back of his, between the head and like right there on the back. He yeah. couldn't get his helmet on properly. Oh my gosh. And so he went and had surgery. The owner lent him his private plane to fly to get surgery. And then he came back and then he took a while to get healthy from the recovering. Got the tumor successfully removed. But then he said he had hurt a little bit to put his helmet on. So they placed him on injured reserve. Hmm. And so they wouldn't have to pay him, and now he's left the team. Yeah, I would too, because the Redskins are a terrible organization. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Cowboys took care of business. That was an obvious pick. I was, I there was, uh, there was a little voice in the back of mind that was like, maybe the Redskins will do yeah. something crazy. But I was like, no, nah, they're they're on fire too much, they, and now the Cowboys are just they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna be a talent versus a non-talent and yeah. non-scheme non-good scheme. Like there's nothing good going on with the Redskins, and the Cowboys at least mm-hmm. have. On paper talent, and that's gonna. So that's what led to the 47 so, 16 win. Redskins have four starting running backs on that team. Yeah, it's Darius Geis, Adrian Pearson, Bryce Love, and uh, I can't remember who the left, the fourth is now, but Bryce Love came out of Stanford. He was second, third in candidate, second for candidate for the Heisman, lost to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Rightly so. Lamar's earning that Heisman. Lamar. Bryce had 2,277 rushing yards as a sophomore in college. Next two years, he did nothing for Stanford. He went to, back to his senior year, mm-hmm. fell off, kind of fell off the radar. I liked him. He was a hard worker. He kind of wanted to go to Oakland. He's got that Marshawn mentality. He's yeah. going to go through you. He's going to go through you. He's going to stiff arm you into the ground. So I like him. I hope he gets a shot next year. When he, Hopefully, since they put they, – I believe they put him right away on injured reserve. So I hope they – Get him healthy, and we can see Bryce Love doing some work. I like him. Yeah, I, I could absolutely agree with that. Um, <laughs> here we go, though. We, Game pause, time. Pause, pause. Oh. We got a special. So, on my fantasy, I have a fantasy chat for our, all of us on Facebook because I'm friends with everyone. 
So I posted a photo of Gus here getting his money winnings, oh, yeah. and we we had a reply from one of two who I've nicknamed the pastor in our league because he he's in I don't know if he's finished it, but he was in ministry school. Ray Stone, who's from Wichita, and he says, "Congratulations! I hope you choke on it." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. But no, that is that that's not who that's not who I beat. No, or is it no? It was. Um, uh, I can't remember now. It might have been league standings. Is it? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, the Metal Arc Marauders. <laughs> yeah, Metal Arc Marauders because that is, that is the yep. that is the Wichita <laughs> FC team oh. for their for Wichita's professional soccer team. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Beat him one two sixty eight to two fifty eight. Well, that's a decide. That's a pretty decisive one. Dude, but it was, it was two. No, it wasn't. It no, it wasn't. Third quarter of that game. Third quarter. We'll talk about it when I get there. Okay. Um, All right. So we're we're on. we're at, we're here. We're at your team, man. Raiders Broncos. Oh, you know what I did, right? You know what I did, you right? The Raiders, like I did. Yeah. You know why? Because I have a little bit of like I'm like yeah. Josh is a Raiders fan. You know I'm, I I kind of there's that side of me that's like I just the Raiders are fun to me. And I like the organization. I like the culture they have there. And so it's one of those where it's like, Our objectively, I'm f- I am l- I would like them to do well, you know? Because it doesn't bother me how they if they're super good or not. I do get annoyed by our quarterback. I, yeah. lo- I love Derek Carr. A little too religious for me. Because every press conference, he has to thank God. But it's it's whatever. Carson Wentz does the same thing. I do the same People thing. People love Carson Wentz, so I'm like, I put up with it. I like mm-hmm. him. But, oh my God. Oh, I hope we fire our special teams coordinator because we had six blocked field goals this season. And that's what lost us the game. They, really? They blocked our extra point attempt to tie the game at 16-16. Oh, the extra point. The extra point. Because I saw that and I was like, yeah, I picked the Raiders. Now check this. 44, only 44% of people picked the Raiders. I, I, I believe that. The Raiders, Raiders are... But I thought they were good enough. And then what's up with the Broncos? Oh, and Drew Locke? Who? Yeah, Drew Locke had nothing to lose, so that's why he did well. And everyone's blowing him up on Twitter because he was singing to put on by Jay yeah. Jay-Z. I'm like, that's kind of cool because I, I I worked out to that song in middle school. <laughs> in middle school. Let's leave it back there. It's still got a good beat, though. Yeah. But, the but Ra- anyways. The Raiders have... Oh, I didn't realize that. The, the entire... The PAT. Oh, my. Was, it, was this, like, at the last minute? Yeah. This was with... 30 seconds left to go. So they the drive down the field. They we scored a touchdown. Hold on. Back it up a little bit. Right, right, right. Set the stage, right? So had the Broncos just scored or were... Or, well, no. They... Raiders had... So it was 16 to... to 10. 10. No. No. Yeah. No, 16, 16 to 9. Yeah. Raiders had three field goals. Did the Broncos too? They had uh, to. They might have, yeah. Because it was, a we- it was a weird game for kicking... Yeah, they must have had three field goals. But anyway, anywho, I'm, so Raiders it, lost a pass. It, it wasn't back and forth, no. but the Raiders got the ball with how long? Couple, four, three, four minutes three, left. Three, four minutes left. Drive Derek, down. Derek Carr has the most game-winning drive since he's entered the league in the wow. fourth quarter. All right. He's, he's the next generation's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Oh, man, the neighbors are playing their music. Sorry if you hear that in the background. They like to play. Um, They're like three houses over. They we lost we lost a uh, challenge on a passing interference call. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
just it just goes on the stuff that's gone wrong this season. It all, it's, but this game, walk me through this, this game. game alone. The, this last bit of this game, they drive down we the should field. Have, they should have won it. Drive down the field, they score. 30 seconds left, and then was it blocked from the – did they come through the middle or the edge? The edge. Edge rush the got The edge. See, I would have been more shocked. I, I would have anticipated, based on how many field goals you told me that or that they had blocked, I would assume it lapsed in the middle, that they got them from the edge. This I think it was – majority have been the edges. Really? And no, it's no one coming up the middle. And it's, like outright blocked or just like tipped? I think this one was a – it hit like the base of the hand. It was. Uh, it wasn't just a little graze of yeah, the finger. So that he, he like got. He was a good part of the block. Like there was no doubt he was missing the field goal. It, it's Chase. It's the Daniel Carlson Vikings okay. old kicker. It's like why why we we released Janikowski the epitome 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 Thank you. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. totally good. Awkward. But it. A representation of Raider football. Yeah, man. He's literally going to be on the next bench warm, the next, the backups or the warmups, the bench warmers with Keanu Reeves when they remake <laughs> the remake of that movie. Yeah. And he's going to be out there smoking a cigar while kicking a field goal. <laughs> There's been rumors that he drank vodka in his in his bottle. I believe it, dude. While playing, it's just like, and his name is Janikowski. Yeah, that's not we Raider Nation. We him in the second round. <laughs> he is the leading scorer. <laughs> he is the leading scorer in Raider history. <laughs> he has the most games played, most games started. He has so many records, and we release him. And then he goes to Seattle and does, and then retires. Yeah, that kind of sucks. He couldn't retire. He's, Raider. He signed. He, he did the whole sign the like the one week contract. Yeah. So retired as a Raider, but Raiders lost. Oh God, it's it's just been a mess of a season. I think that epitomizes their season though, because what they finished then seven and nine. Because uh, six, six and ten. That's that can't be right. I think because right here weeks going into week seven. So the records I have right here are what mm-hmm. they had going into the week. Seven and eight. They finish, they, yeah, they finished seven, seven and, and nine. nine. That epitomizes the Raiders' they season, al- though. Oh, God. They allowed 419 points. Ew. That is the most by 70 points in the AFC West. Yep. that You know, giving up giving up a ton of points, even, no matter how many you score. They uh, outscored the Broncos. <laughs> That's good. But that, that's the only ones they had They had some PATs. They blocked. had so many dropped passes. So. There's a, there's a little. Dip. Oh, drops too. Amari, the Raiders got rid of Amari Cooper mm-hmm. because of his dropped passes. Mm. He, from in his three years with the Raiders, I think he dropped 40% of his passes. Holy crap. It was crap, some ungodly terrible. high number. And, and, you're, and you're supposed to be and he also, top tier receiver. He also led us in receiving yards. Those years, it's like we had two one thousand yard receivers that year. We had Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. Both are gone as soon as John Gruden gets there. That's fair. And I was like, I, I was okay with Amari. Amari didn't want to be with us. Right now, there's two Oklahoma players that I'm all on like draft them, draft <laughs> them because they were showing up to the games in Raider gear. The their big linebacker and CD Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is a monster. So if if he falls to the Raiders, I will have no complaint if they take him. That dude, he, that dude can do what he wants. He wants to be with the Raiders too. He's worn like jersey and hat ah. to the games. Not a suit, not the sweatsuits yeah. or stuff that like Baker mm-hmm. danced in all the time. No, he was wearing Raider outfits. So I'm like, <laughs> like 
Just draft That's him. Funny. Raiders draft him. He wants to be here. Let's get some players that want to be here and want, want to do well. We're, we need the Raider mentality again. Yeah, you need – it's so unique, the, the Raider the Raider Nation culture, that you have to have the right kind of players, not just physically mm-hmm. but – Mentally, and I think that's a huge part. If you can get guys that like grew up in that, like yeah, Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's when they're going to see success because John Gruden or not, like I think yeah. I think he'll do decent. But as long as he's not like, as long as he doesn't go the Chip Kelly route and tro- totally try and like oh, implode right. and just bring and get rid of all of our good players and bring in these players and try and run it like he's finished, a, a college coach. Then we finished fine. the season with our third string and fourth string safeties as starters. Sounds like sounds like the Eagles. We lost our rookie, starting rookie, Jonathan Abrams. That first game against the Broncos, he tore a pectoral or shoulder shoulder muscle on a tackle on one of the running backs, and he's he he was quoted in saying, "Well, my shoulder just started hurting. I switched to hitting them with the other." (laughs) Like that's Raider. That's Raider Nation. He's a brooding grinder. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm gonna keep him, and then we traded our other one to Texans. And then the next week we played them and one of our receivers burned him on like a 50-yard touchdown because that's, he got burned so many times. Carl Joseph Jr. Played, oh, yeah. Played for West Virginia. I know who you're like talking he, about. He had some big moments, but he gave up the big plays, kind of like Marcus Peters. But yep. The, Vegas is wanting them to change their colors. Yeah, because it's dull. And they, Vegas wants something Vegas bright and vibrant, right? Vegas wants the black and gold. They want the gold, like the Knights. They want the Knights. I don't, I so don't, don't want to do that. Their WNBA team, their hockey team, and their football team would be the entire, the same colors. Would teams. be black and gold, so it's all in unison. I can kind of see it, but to me, the Raiders are close enough to that already that I think you're fine. Before Alabama. What if they added in, like, a gold trim? I don't, mm. I don't think, I don't. Fundamentally changing? No. I gotta, I gotta get you my photo of them, but I photoshopped a photo of a blackout Raider uniform because we, oh. they've never done it for the color oh, rush. That would be cool. And it is pure black. The number's black. The jersey's black. Ah. And it, the only thing that's... The only color on there is silver, and that yeah. is the trim. Hmm. Like the, na- the names, the numbers, the outlines, that's silver. Two pinstripes, silver stripes going down the pant leg. It is sick looking. That's awesome. But we've never had a black one. We've always yeah. done the white out with the silver. You like, think they're going to cave and go gold? I oh, God, I hope not. They... Random fact, before Al Davis bought the Raiders, their original colors were gold and silver. Huh. But that was that muddy gold color yeah. that was ugly, not flashy. And that's when he, why he changed it to silver. He wanted something with a spark to it. And, ugh. I, I, I personally hope they stay the same. Because I, I think it's kind of stupid. I do see the positives to, mm-hmm. like, from... From like when you're looking at the city's perspective, if all your teams happen to have all the same colors, it, it's a really great unison yeah. thing that you have going, and like everybody's wearing black and gold, and it's like, hey, we're cheering for Vegas. But at the same time, then there's no distinction because you may you may be a fan of hockey, but not a. F- Football, and you, you may be, like someone else, and so it, you'd it, be able to wear your your team's gear to that game and not clash or have the wrong colors or get like right. you're not a real fan type. Of right, thing. but my thing is, even if if they stay black and silver, it's still not that much off. You're gonna no. see like okay, they're wearing Knights gear, but they're here at the Raiders game, so like, yeah, they're about it. You know, um, it's it's all still like a base of like you have that. That black look, and then it's just gold versus silver. I One guess, of the but. big talks for the Raider fans, will there be a black hole? Because the mm-hmm. ODOT Coliseum in right. Oakland has 
a segment of the field that is really similar to some college stadiums. It's almost on the field. Oh wow! It's it's the the first row is inches above the field. Ooh! So that it was called the black hole. Opposing players yeah. literally have had beer poured on them because they were <laughs> idiots and ran out there. Yeah. And Derek Carr's whole thing said before the final game that we're go- I'm going to the black hole whether or not we win or lose to say goodbye to the fans at their last home game. Mm-hmm. They lost, got booed off the field, food was thrown on the field. Um, there was a there was the in, there was an infamous nacho toss. Someone someone very artfully tossed a container of nachos into the end zone from the black hole right in the middle. It was really good throw. Like, I got to give them props. Some of the fans actually stole stadium seats. Like they, <laughs> I'm not surprised they, at all. They took bol- they took the dry the wrenches and everything and took the seats with them. They just took them. And like there's videos on them like how is That's security so how of the security do you not like hey should we stop them? Are you going to try and stop a mob of Raiders fans from stealing a Nope, not worth my job. And it just Derek Carr with a black hole. A lot of the fans there were to congratulate him and say tell them we'll see them in Vegas. But the issue with the fans is, will they have a black hole in mm-hmm. Vegas? And I think they're trying to design a really removable one. Okay. Just in case they have some issues and they need to, they don't want to make something permanent yeah. in there. And then just have to block it off for games because that stadium is going to be hosting college games, um, NCAA games. Right, it's, multi, it's multi-use. Going be, it's going to be huge. The it's, it's already been renamed by the Raider fans. It's the Allegiant Stadium. But it's called the Death Star by us. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, why do you always got to give it Star Wars references? So like, Sorry. It's, it looks like... It, it, it does. fancy. It looks nice. In the original plans for it, they were looking to build a brand new escalator lift for wheelchairs. Wow. And they, they, they tossed it aside because it was going to cost way too much money to install that. All right. I think a good little bit on the, the Raiders... Uh, moving on to the next matchup. Still, I'm still at this point. It's it's we're start, we're into the afternoon games right. on Sunday to try and pull people through this narrative, this convoluted narrative a little bit. I'm still one point down. Um, it's still neck and neck. So at this point, it looks like oh, Josh is probably going to win if all things hold. So Titans Texans, who'd you have? <laughs> I had the Texans. Woof. I you had the you had the favorable pick. Sixty eight percent of people, man, they were they were with you. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre. I don't remember my exact reasoning outside of the fact that the Titans were hot, mm-hmm. the Houston's were the Houston's, the Texans <laughs> were Texans were not. I'm not trying to be Dr. Seuss here, <laughs> but and I was like, you know, if there's going to be like some weird upset, I'm going to pick this one. And that, sure enough, that was the pick. I sat on that one. I've gone through mm-hmm. all the picks, and then you and I skipped that one. I'm like, I don't. I went back to it. I'm looking at this like, Tannehill is hot. He since, so hot since he started. He's the number one quarterback. Derrick Henry him. too. You want to? Does, does everyone want to know? This almost cost me the the final <laughs> fantasy matchup too. Does everyone want to know how many points? The only reason it was it was a ten point game. Or one of the, I'm gonna say one of the biggest reasons is only a ten point game between me and Ray. Derrick Henry, he had 45 points. Gosh, on like 200 <laughs> yards rushing and like three touchdowns. So it finally clicked with him after last year's game. Mm-hmm. That, and then the fans were like, "We need to give him the ball." And that's Screw, what they did. Screw Deion Lewis. We need to give yeah. him the ball. But 
So that's so that's where it tied it up then, huh? That's where we got tied up, and so now every pick every pick counted. Yeah, which means we both missed the next pick. Yeah, well, I picked the Colts. Me too. Well, last week I was like, all right, this has been the Colts. The bane of my existence, the Colts and the Titans this season have been mm-hmm. pissing me off more than anyone else because it always felt like early on I would pick, I would pick them in the wrong week. I would pick them in their uh, down week. And porn star Minshew just did not show up last year. <laughs> 70s, 70s porn star Minshew. Gardner uh, Minshew. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just kind of part of the, the entropy that, is the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah, as Jacksonville they went to the season? They just Foles. oh my gosh, they paid him. Not surprised. Good for Nick Foles, yeah. Super Bowl MVP, right. Super Bowl champ. But um, I, mean, I mean, nobody should forget or downplay the MVP play that no, got no, got him really to was. that point and to that stage in Carson Wentz. But and definitely all the people that were like, oh, why are they? Why would they keep Carson Wentz and just roll Nick Foles? Is this is why, folks? Yeah, it's. This is why we're seeing that we're seeing that argument being Leonard Fournette is a monster. Yeah. Once if once he's truly healthy for a full season, he is. It's going to be mm-hmm. it's hard to stop him. I had him as rookie season. I I drafted him early, and I was like, oh, I know he was injured at LSU, but he. I love bruisers. I love those running backs that are going to they get him done. They dude. Put, they're going to put your your their hand on the helmet and baptize a, another player. <laughs> I baptize you in the name of the field. <laughs> um, did you? So, quick question, random question. Did you have anybody on your fantasy team from the Colts or the Jags? No, neither. I think I had Lambo, the kicker for the Jags, because I was like, you know what? They may not score a lot of touchdowns, yeah. but teams that struggle to score touchdowns usually. Get I was some looking field goals. for Fournette. I was looking for Fournette. I always kind of look for him just because mm-hmm. he's the only one. And Chris Conley, mm-hmm. because I'm a Georgia fan. Chris Conley played for Kansas City. Chris Conley's also an AV nerd, Star Wars person. I love it for that. There you go. Good reasons. Good oh, reasons. His girlfriend. This is going to be on here, but his girlfriend is beautiful. Also a nerd, also a gamer. Plays video games with him while he's on the road. Oh, that's I'm awesome. Like, oh, like, you better than marry her, Chris. Lock it down. Lock it down. Yeah. So... No. Um, we both botched that one then, so still neck and neck. One sixty five. Right. This is basically tight. Coming down to the last couple games, Cardinals Rams. So this one was actually kind of tough for me. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but for me, I looked at this and I was like, Cardinals had big upset last week. The yeah. Rams have been sp- sp- sputtering. And I think my theory is because last year was their breakout year, and usually after a breakout year, you see some struggles mm-hmm. because now teams know how to game plan for them and they know and they know their scheme a little bit better and that was my and also I think Jared Goff got exposed for what he is this year (laughs) regret drafting him but I was like I don't know Kyler Murray ice in his veins Cardinals might do it and I was like "Ah, I think the Rams are gonna fight and they'll win and so I picked the Rams I picked the Rams you picked the Rams too was it was it a struggle pick for you at all straightforward I just looked like I said, I dislike Kyler. I, lo- I dislike Kyler Murray. Oh, you don't like Kyler? I Murray. love Larry Fitz. I love David Johnson, but there's no oh. there's no one on that defense besides Patrick Peterson. Yep, they're all they're all middle of the pack players. I'm not a fan of Kyler because he's too obsessed with. He's one of those. He's it's this is a good quality also, but he's too into himself. Hmm. But he put his money where his mouth was this season, and he show he proved himself not to be as bad as I thought he was going to be at the NFL level. Level, but I thought he should have stuck with baseball. 
that's better money. Yeah. But it is a very saturated field that oh. you don't know if you're ever going to make it out of the triple A's. Right. You could you'd wallow away in the triple A's and it's like you might get that one call up and if you don't show up for that one call up you're not going to do well. Baseball, I think baseball is even worse in the sense of like you get your one chance, you have to make yeah. it work. NFL, you could sometimes get a couple chances. Aaron Judge for the Yankees. I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah. If he doesn't blow out those few those few, first few games he had in home runs, I don't think we would have saw him again. No, no. He would have gone back to the practice mm-hmm. squad, and who knows what would have happened. Yep. Or the Triple A's. They're not practice squads. So you're not a fan game. of Kyler Murray. I'm though. not a fan of Kyler Murray. So we're in two different boats here, because I love the dude. From the standpoint of like what I told you, mm-hmm. is if you watch or if you paid any kind of attention, a lot of their games, they got down big, mm-hmm. but then they ended up being like a 24-31 to 31 right. or something. And it wasn't close all game. It was like 31-10, to 10, right. but then... Stages a comeback. I wouldn't so. say I hate him. I'm just not a fan not of fan. him yet. But that could change depending on who he shows to. Since he's in the NFL level, he's going to be more in the public eye now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see his character a bit right. more. I've had people argue with me on Twitter and stuff. You don't know their character just from what they post. I'm like, no, you can judge someone's character can, quite a bit people, by what they. You, you got to pick up the clues. You got to be yeah. able to pick up the clues with that. And so I, I'm, I am oblivious to that side of him. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll take your word on it, though. No, I like I don't follow him, so I don't see too much. I just I follow a lot of like the publicity, like uh-huh. ESPN, and they right. when they share um, interviews and stuff. I'll I'll watch those yeah. because I like to hear how players talk. Mm-hmm. I am one of those that how intelligent is a player, right? The big one for, like, a great example for me, OU player, Buddy Heald. His freshman year, he could barely form a co- coherent sentence. He couldn't sentence. speak English. And it was, it was terrible. That senior year, he got a standing ovation leaving Allen Fieldhouse mm-hmm. because of how great of a player he was. And then in that post-game interview, he was amazing. Very intellectual. He proved that he was learning. Yeah, he was becoming a different person. Now I think he's got ahead of himself in the NBA though, because he he said, yeah. he, he said he wanted max money. I'm like, I, I think you got bad people in your ear. Yeah, because you have not earned anything. You close punched to that. a guy. You're in his crotch. Your rookie season, like you, dude. You don't want to be. He's not playing right. But anywho, um, player that player the social. Okay, here's, a, here's a player that I dislike. Yeah, because Marcus Smart. Mm. Hate Marcus Smart with a passion. I am a Boston Celtic fan. I beat Paul Pierce. Kevin Garnett that time, a little bit before that even, but they're kind of the team I associate with a bit more. Now now it's more Milwaukee, but I cannot stand, stand Marcus Smart for his mentality, his personality. His people That's like fair. people are telling me he's a good person. You can't judge him by how he acts. I'm like, he's fought people in clubs. Yeah. He's lied to people. He he did a did back, backflip on the Allen on the Jayhawk in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and then what had a forced apology when he got back to O Stillwater. It's like, no, I'm never liking this guy. That's fair. He's blown. And I will say this though, to all these because I think there's a lot of I mean, I think honestly more than not you have guys like that. That, mm-hmm. and, but I think I think it's a, a product of a lot of these guys come from very broken backgrounds. Yeah, they come from very hard places, and they don't, and they come up, and so it's they're raised on social media, they're raised on the media, they're raised on the hype about mm-hmm. being the best. Like I try and put myself in that position. If I didn't have like a good stable home life, but I had like you know this all. This right. this worldly talent that was that I was able to like go into say the NBA the NFL the NHL like and you and you have you have to think like back in high school those dudes were the guys and yeah. like 
So you, you go so long where it's like you're the man, you're the man, yeah. you're the man. You're gonna you're gonna have some. I think you're gonna have some character issues go up, especially if you don't have a good stable home office. I'm not saying that Marcus Smart didn't necessarily, mm-hmm. or any of these guys didn't necessarily, because it's kind of a twofold. It's like the nature versus nurture, right? Like right. I think you have home life on one side, and I think you have you know your fame on the other side, and they kind of play. It's like what what kind of drives your ego so much, and how do you stay grounded? And I would say Kyle back going back to Kyler mm-hmm. Murray. He can change my opinion on him pretty easily. I I'm, think I'm at that middle ground where I could go either yeah. way. It just depends on what the next year or two. We'll see shows. how it plays out because I, I think you're going to see because right now he's in a very important place. If mm-hmm. he if he if he makes the right decisions, you're going to see the Cardinals get better. You're going to see him be kind of step into a good leadership role, and you're going to see talent around him get better. If he makes the wrong decisions, he's going to try and make everything happen for himself, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals are going to be. More, they're going to be in the same place the next year and every year after that. Like a, do do they let him continue his play? Because he's not a pocket player. No, he is a get out of the pocket mm-hmm. player. So do you get linemen that can hold it so he can yeah. run around in the backfield, or do you kind of focus on the attacking forces, the wide receivers, a, I don't know. a great receiving back? Yeah, because Arizona's always kind of been there. Mm-hmm. They've never been a major playoff picture. Nope. They've, they've gotten there multiple times. Right. But they just they can't get it done. And and I think it's I think it's kind of like that finding their identity of what they want to do and mm-hmm. figuring that out. And and I think Kyler's a guy that they can kind of they can make that decision and then go from there and then it all works out. But um let's go on to your team. Giants. Oh, oh. man. This was a stressful game. <laughs> I didn't watch it live. I went back and watched it and it was stressful. I mean, stressful. so the replay was stressful for you. Yes. Oh my. Eighty-five percent people picked the Eagles, as did I. I as did, did too. you. Because by now we know that it, it is coming down to the last game. Yeah. But holy crap! If nothing else from this season, I'm you know what I'm going to take away that Carson Wentz is that dude. I've even mm-hmm. personally had some doubts occasionally because you've had enough of that talk of like, is he the problem? Is he the problem? You have these rumors about he's lost the locker room. Doug Peterson's lost the locker room. I was questioning Doug Peterson with some of his play calling and other things midway through the season, but um, finishing the season really, really strong and going into the playoffs, I think with a decent chance to beat the Seahawks with practice squad receivers. I like Greg Ward Jr. a lot, though. I think they should keep him on roster. Mm-hmm. He's good. Um, because he's got he's a former quarterback, so he has a quarterback mindset, so that helps him as a receiver. I love Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, my small town guy, yeah. small town attitude, values everything. Oh god, I, I just like the guy. He's, he's he, he honestly is a great guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I would love to shake his hand and just meet him one time. Mm-hmm. He bought his lineman shotguns his his rookie season. Yeah. The, he, gave Jake, he gave Jake Elliott, when he made a game-winning field goal, his game check, or at least he said he would on the sideline. He goes, he makes this, I'm giving him my game check. And then I, I'm, I have to assume he did, but yeah. I think he, I think, I think think Jake asked him to donate it to a, mm-hmm. organized, a foundation. Right. So I think that's what happened too. But I remember that because I, that was last season yep. too. It's, it's just great. The Eagles have potential. They're, they got to re- they got to focus on Miles Sanders though. Oh, man. He is the future of the running back because he is the I, only reason why he was over, not really seen at his college because he had Saquon Barkley Saquon in front of him. Saquon front, yeah. That's the only reason he's legit. He's Penn State makes running backs. He had right struggles now. early on in the season, and it was like okay. And Jordan Howard was a dude, mm-hmm. but then. Something kicked Miles Sanders' butt in the gear. Yeah. I think he had he had that one good game a few weeks ago, and it was like 
here he is. It's kind of like Friday the movie Friday Night Lights, yeah. you know, when the backup to Booby, yeah. he has that one kick return for a touchdown, and then it's like, that's all she wrote. And he just <laughs> needed that one little moment of confidence, and then it's like, all right. I feel like the Eagles would be beneficial if they tr- tried trading Howard. Yeah. Come I don't on. think we need him. because Miami, man. Yeah. Miami is desperate for stuff. You know, they, you Don't take anything right now. Oh God, yeah. You might you could get an easily second round pick probably for oh, yeah. Jordan Howard. But the Eagles are in a decent place right now if we can just get some talent and uh, get healthy next year. Oh yeah. Every year you have a year like this with injuries, it makes me question the training training now, staff a little bit. Do you bit. keep the snap count? Do you start watching the snap count on Jason Kelsey as your center? Because mm-hmm. he's getting older with age. He's still he is a pro ball talent. I love the guy. Hey, he just got voted first team all pro. Yeah, I love him. And but he's getting older, so and centers take a beat. They do. Every play. It doesn't matter if the play is successful or not. They're taking a hit. They get walloped. So I don't know, man. Our lineman situation is so totally out of mm, whack right now. But he it's is like, he is a solid foundation. You gotta keep it solid or build build around it to help it out. Wait, honestly, wait. the bigger need right now is you have Jason Peters, who's older and more beat up. Than mm-hmm. um, at left tackle than yeah. Jason Kelsey. I think I think you can get another good year or two out of Jason Kelsey before you have to start worrying about ushering someone new in. We right. need left tackle help more than anything because Jason Peters, while when he's in, he's great, but it's like he, he hasn't had a healthy season in oh. like four or five years now, and so we always end up having to do backups and shuffle stuff around. So it's like, and they've done good enough, but that I think that's kind of the next big focus: get a left tackle right first. Outside of lineman situation, though, really next big focus is is our skill positions, namely receiver, and then uh, and then our uh, linebacking core. Yeah, that's where we're super weak. Those two those two areas we can strengthen up, and then personally, what I believe is, I believe Mike Grow, who's a receivers coach, but then when Reich left and went to uh, Indianapolis, and he's done well for them, he got promoted to our OC. I think he's total crap. I think he needs to go. And so do a lot of Eagles fans because you look at it and say, okay, what what have our receivers done the last five years? Have they been anything big? No. It's always been like, ah, they're kind of underwhelming. They've had good moments, but they've been kind of underwhelming. Super Bowl run year was great, but then you don't see any consistency outside of that. And you see Nelson Aguilar regressing. You see Alshon struggling to find a rhythm. And oh, then Alshon in. Alshon's a talent that's been plagued with injuries his entire career. Yeah, and that that's a given with him, but it's like he, he doesn't even really get utilized. And then Deshaun comes in, he gets hurt. That's unfortunate. But yeah, I just, the, re- I the think, return I mean, home. I think our receiving coach just I – think, I think that needs – or, yeah, we need to do something on that end. I think – I don't like Mike Grove personally, but that's just me. Um, that's enough about the Eagles, though. Mm-hmm. Then Steelers-Ravens, I think everyone saw this. I, I I debated a little yeah. bit. I debated a little bit because I, Steelers were still in the hunt. They had they to were. win, but and Baltimore was resting. Mm-hmm. It was RG three's first start in, oh, in four year four years three years. Oh, at least and they benched multiple defensive uh-huh. players. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas almost went to the Chiefs, but Baltimore offered him the better contract, so he went ahead and took it because he mm-hmm. knows he's at the end of his career. Ugh. But I went ahead and went Ravens. I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it. They're Mark just Ingram's, so hot right yeah. now. And who's who's even uh, – is it still Hodges for the Steelers at quarterback? They, they, switched, they switched three times that game. They started with Hodges, Duck Hodges. Oh, my gosh. Then they went back to Ru- – um, Mason uh, Rudolph? Fraternity boy Rudolph. Yep. 
And then by the end of the third quarter, they were back to Hodges. Yeah, and anytime you have that revolving door in QB, you're not going to win. You can't win like that. I kind of felt bad for Juju this year. He had yeah. lost Ben, and it was just downhill from there. And then yeah. James Conner out this week, and this week plays this week, gets injured out mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. It's like, just sit and get yourself healthy, man. Right. Your team's not – you're not doing anything big this season. So. No. Just – Cut your losses here, and let's get to the next Steelers year. Steelers have to jump up for a quarterback this draft. If they don't, I well, think they're going to be pushing it, or they need to get a good free agent. Something, be, yeah. Big I Ben's, would at, agree. Big Ben's at the is has been at the end of his career. He's just pushing it now, and they they obviously don't have a backup. Nope. You know why? Because I saw the stat. This would have been like midway through like week ten or something. Mm-hmm. I was watching. They were on like Sunday night football, Monday night, and brought up the stat. The last. Eight drafts, something like that, or the last first round picks um, have all been defender, defensive players for the Steelers. And it paid. It's that's how they did and so well this worked. year. And it's worked. It's worked. But they've they come to a point where I think you're right. They need they need to go and get themselves the next generation of yeah. QB for them. There's just some players that I believe it's the Steelers or one of those teams, including the Packers. They don't work much with with other teams. The Packers had a tendency for years not to trade for players. Yeah. They built up their players, and it worked out for years. Mm-hmm. And finally, just since, well, since McCarthy got released, mm-hmm. they've had to change that, or the year before he They've he shifted changed. a little bit. But then we come down to the final, the final game. Uh-huh. 49ers Seahawks. I picked, apparently against the spread, by one point. It was oh. a 50-50 spread. 51-49 in wow. favor of the Seahawks. Picked. I picked the 49ers. I was like, look, all season, I'm break it down. And then you can break, break me down your okay. reasoning for picking okay. the Seahawks. So I look at this. It's like Russell Wilson, MVP type year. He's been he's, he's magicked his way to these victories. The 49ers, Super Bowl type year type team. Everything's going right. And the games that they've lost have just been, you're going to lose a few. Is what I would say. You're gonna have some down weeks, trap games, whatever it is. And I look at this and I say they're both gunning for that top spot. This game is basically playoff week one for them. Each team respectively. I look at I believe the winner of that game stayed in the got the bye week. Yep. Or the other team went to fifth. Yeah. And went to and and goes to Philly and gets an away game. Yeah. So the winner got the home playoff game with a bye. Loser wild card against Philly at this point. So I I looked at that and I said, you know, I think it's going to be really, really close. But I don't think – I think San Francisco is – they have the whole package right now. Mm-hmm. Seattle is having to – Russell Wilson's having to create and will the team to some wins. They, which, got, they got the receiver – they had the three rec- – mm-hmm. the, they probably had the three best starting receivers with – with Gordon on the team. And they had to bring in Marshawn, which brought a lot of hype. But the problem is, for me, that's not going to push you over the edge at this point. And Marshawn out of doesn't have the quick step speed. He doesn't have that spark to get to get that big body moving like he once did. He did good enough. He got but, some air on that, that goal <laughs> yeah, line jump. He, he got some air. He got up. but So that's why I ultimately said, all right, I'm going to give a slight edge to the 49ers. Uh, just because their system is what's going right. They are firing on all cylinders. The Seahawks right now, if, if, they, if they were to be an engine, they're running well, but they are their timing's a little bit off. Mm-hmm. They're missing every just every now and again. Not a lot, you know, just a tiny bit of backfire. But that's just enough when you're playing a 49ers team that is all put together that's going to 
that's going to lead you to um, not winning, basically, And mm-hmm. uh, if you're Seattle. So that's why I picked San Francisco, and that paid out pretty well. So, Josh, why did you pick Seattle? Walk me through that. <sighs> why did I pick Seattle? I look, again, home game. Home game Seattle. Seattle's, Seattle's, that city is freaking annoying. I've been to Seattle. <laughs> there are 12s. On every other damn building in that place. The Boeing building has like a 70-foot flag that they fly on their building. That's the number, just the number 12. So I was like, okay, this team is behind. This this town, the city is behind them. I think that's the one true home field advantage. That, if, if, like I said, there's a few teams that I still think actually have some sort of home field advantage. They are at the top there. They are number one. They are the true home field advantage. If the Chiefs had a defense, I would give them that number one spot Mm -hmm. because of just how loud that they are. They're the other ones where it's Chiefs at home, Arrowhead Stadium. But that defense is just awful for them. Anyway, so home field. Russell Wilson. Imagine. He is a playmaker. He is a point guard. Mm -hmm. He, He makes magic out of nothing. He's got Tyler Lockett. Extremely consistent, has just been overshadowed by Doug Peterson for years. And he, if Tyler had gotten there before Doug, I think it would have been Tyler instead of Doug. Right. Or I said Doug Peterson. Doug. Yeah, the head it's, coach for Philly. It's Doug Paul Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Baldwin. You got now, half the name right. And now he's gone. Yep. But And then they have create a player, DK Metcalf. <laughs> and that dude, that, that guy, he's a man and a half. And then some. But he can. They. I think they need to move him to tight end formation. Almost. He's not really. I feel like if they can just get him or slot. He's not agile enough, but he is a bruiser. But he's got the speed of a wide receiver. Most fast. So you you just you let him. You just let him do what he wants. In my opinion, I'd you say. almost you you kind of give him an order, but let him do let let him run the play, and then let him like hey, once you're done with this route, do whatever you mm-hmm. want to do to get open. He's one of those where you can plug him in in several different ways and if you and if you I think if you get creative with him, he could be really dangerous. I did kind of space. I knew they they got Marshawn. I didn't think Marshawn would be used much. Just literal just one two yard pl- plays for first downs. Fourth down, fourth and two, Marshawn goes in the game. Yep. Goal line sand, Marshawn goes in the game. But I they I didn't I forgot that they lost both one and two running backs. Yep. And then they were working a good tandem. Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. <laughs> yep, and but, when you lose both running backs going into playoffs, and you have to pull somebody out of retirement, yeah. albeit even though it's Marshawn, that that that's going to hurt you enough because Ooh. now the 49ers could game plan for your pass game. I'm I'm interested to know how high Marshawn's alcohol content was when he signed the contract <laughs> because the week prior he had been serving tequila shots in the Oakland parking lot because that was the last home game. So he oh went from Sunday. Serving tequila shots in the Oakland parking lot to flying to Seattle on Tuesday, signing a contract on Tuesday, playing on Sunday. Oh my god! So it's like, what are you? You oh, can't. Only Marshawn yeah. can do that. Just Marshawn be Marshawn, dude. <laughs> yeah, I love. I I kind of like Seattle because I I'm back for the Legion of Doom. Boom! Mm. I am a defensive lover. So when they Cam Chancellor Earl Thomas, this is like that was gnarly. It, it made me wet. <laughs> I it love a good defense. Cam Chancellor to me is the second best safety to ever play the game. Holy crap! He's better than Earl Thomas in my opinion. Wow. 
Raiders drafted a player very similar to him, and then we released him after two seasons. He's been sitting on the Patriots practice squad for two seasons now. So they obviously see something in him. Mm-hmm. But Obi Melo Fonwu was his name. Six foot four, two hundred sixty-five pound safety. Oh my god! Or two hundred forty-five pounds safety. At the combine, he was disappointed with his vertical jump. The Obi kid, forty-four inches. Uh. And so, you're disappointed in that? He ran a, his his downfall four point six forty. Hmm. And that's still pretty fast. But you could you could get away being a safety running a four six. Yeah, just because you don't have to. You're not you're not head to head covering mm-hmm. guys. You're not a corner. You can't do that as a corner. But as a safety, you're that tall. You if you can play smart enough and and the first really game he smart. played for Jack Del Rio yeah. is he second round pick injured reserve to start the season. First game we played him against Patriots, Mexico City. Lined him up against Brandon Cooks the entire game. Oh, Brandon Cooks has fallen out of the league right now. He's still yeah. is he even in the league anymore? He's uh yeah he plays for L A Rams. I thought I thought so, but he has gone. He's a four four runner four three. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't do it to the rookie. Don't do it to him. You're asking first to be a blast. play of the second half got blasted for a sixty five yard touchdown. Yeah, man. Which made me happy because that the that year I had Brandon Cooks on the team. Ooh, so I was good. like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, Obi, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> It's and one of those bittersweet. Like, but so I, I, I'm defensive. But now the defense is the Griffin twins for them. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who is the focal point of the Seattle defense? Um, the linebacker Bobby Wagner. Yep. That he's their only one really. And so it's Russell Wilson having to make plays, and I believe in Russell Wilson half the time. Hey, and you, honestly, that's a perfectly good enough. Like it, the, the script mm-hmm. could be flipped, and I would. That totally one, believe it. That one was probably one I would, if I could have coin flipped it and yeah. been happy with who I chose. Me too. Yeah. So me too. Because if for everyone who watched that game, it literally came down to an inch. Yeah. It came down to an inch. Had he had he been an inch fallen an inch more forward, he would have broke the plane with the ball. They would have scored and they mm. would have won. Yeah. Case and point, like game over. So. Is what it is, but um, that finished out the picks and pick them. Yep, it came the, down to the last game. Talk about and it. I was, I was. See, I wasn't even at home. I was at the, the school helping my I was mom on the road, school. so I was just like, oh, I wa- I'm watching the play by play. I didn't even have live. I was just watching the play by play on the fantasy app. I'm like, oh god, what's going to happen here? And then as soon as like not converted, I'm like. Mm. I, I I wanted to, I didn't toss my phone or anything. I was just like, no. Yeah, it's one of those just total defeated. Same. So at the exact same moment, I'm not only worrying about this, but more so, I was worrying about the actual fantasy game. Oh yeah, because that, that's that's hundred dollar payout, thirty dollar. Going payout. into the game, check this out. Going into the game, you know what it was? It was the the last game. I mean, yeah. It was like two. 50, uh, 254 oh. to 244. Did you? Down by 10 points. I was only projected to get to like 250. And he was projected to get to 258. I had Debo Samuel. Oh, Mostert. You, did, you did pick him up after I picked up Debo. No, after we, we talked a little bit. So, a little background here. I was trying to, I needed to pick up a receiver. And we were talking between Debo and the what? McLaurin? Yeah, Scary Terry. Yeah, for Scary, for Washington. And I was like, I don't know. And then McLaurin got benched. And I was like, I'm picking up Debo then. And because they use him in the running game too. Yeah, and sure I enough. Since you pretty much, I'm like, Gus. Yeah. Gus. 
Scary Terry's benched. Yeah, and so I picked him up right then and there and started him. And turns out Christian Kirk had a great game. He had like 10 or 11 points. But because my other receiver, I don't remember who he was, but mm-hmm. only had like seven. But anywho, I had him. And then I want to say he had, all he had was Tyler Lockett left to play. Oh, yeah, and he's a K-State. He graduated from K-State. Oh, really? Yeah, he played in the band. He was a oh, trumpet player. I think you told me you told me this before. Yeah. Yep. That all sounds so familiar. Anywho, so he had Tyler Lockett. I think that's it. Yeah. He, and, and the lead, right? He had he had the lead over you. He had the, the lead, and Tyler Lockett with at that point he had like six or seven points, and he yeah. finished with fourteen. And Mostert had most Debo had like I don't know 10, 10 to fifteen points. Mostert only had like five points. And I was like, all right, I need something to happen. And I checked this, and this is at like, I want to say this is around halftime. And I'm on the road here. Right. And so I said, all right, I'm going to close out of this, and I'm going to wait a while. And then I'm going <laughs> to check it, and when it's all said and done. And Oh, you came back to that, and you were happy mm-hmm. as can be. I was like, no way. I won. I ended up. Debo. Debo ended up having 23. Mostert had 22. Ty Lockett only finished with 14. So he didn't score almost mm. any points the second half for. No, he, he just got some yards. Because he had the touchdown. There was a touchdown that was called back. And then. and then so, so Oh, so here's, the, here's where you went off. Debo had five catches for 105 yards mm-hmm. or something. But he had. Two rushing attempts, which in my league is for point two points, and thirty three rushing yards and a touchdown. Rushing touchdown. touchdown. Rushing and that's why touchdown. that's ultimately why I picked him up is because I was like, you know, they used him in the running game a little mm-hmm. bit, and so I'm gonna like he's he's versatile then. But uh, yeah, he he did oh, me. Rasheem had two touchdowns. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did me right. Oh, Sterling Shepard was the other guy that I picked up. Oh. Who did me so wrong. So in my league, also guys, we do defensive players. Oh, next yeah. year, might we? Next year, I might make it crazy for us on defense. Oh no! <laughs> but it's gonna be like just for fun, crazy. Yeah. I might lower the points, but we might next season we we might do one of every position. So like a D lineman, a linebacker, and then somebody in the secondary linebacker, and I think you can set it for cornerbacks and safeties. So one cornerback, one safety would be my vote. And I think defensive end. Oh, like, so it gets broke down that much. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Like, Ross, you know how big my lineup's gonna be? It's gonna be like twenty five guys. <laughs> but it's gonna you're gonna have to remember defensive players, dude. We will. We'll, I'll probably. We'll have to, I'll probably we'll put about, it on the vote for. I'm it. not against but, it. But I'm not against. Raheem it. had two tackles. In, in the game. So he got two points from tackles, too. I'm not against it. I, I do But mean, I do think there's a point where it's like it might have I was sad that punters didn't work out as well as they yeah. did. But my original scoring on the punters, punters broke them. Uh-huh. Like we had Sam Coke, the Baltimore punter, having 200-something points <laughs> as a punter. I was like, oh, no. And so when I, when I redid it, and it dropped him down to, like, 110. I'm like, oh, that's, that's... Yeah, it's a little bit more Good reasonable. punter, and then th- that season, the punters did bad. I'm like, aw. Because I'm a kicker. I love kickers. Mm-hmm. Underrated part of the game. If you get Definitely. rid of, If you get rid of kickoff, it's going to feel weird. It is going to be feel weird, but also at the same time... Kickoff is so interesting to me, because... 
it on one hand I look at it and I'm like this is I skip kickoff almost every time I'm watching it and it's not live and I can skip it I skip kickoff mm-hmm. because 98% of the time there's nothing happening but then there's always those few times where they take it back and then that's a huge momentum swing and so it's like I don't know if it's enough enough of an argument for me to to be willing to there's, be like get rid of it I feel like they just need to tell the kickers kick it out just kick it down the middle and kick it out unless the team tells you different. Right. But they need to be encouraged. But at the same time, you get that windy day. The kickoff doesn't go as far. Mm-hmm. They can they, they can return that ball. and ha- Those returners, what are you going to do? There's some jobs going to go. You, some of them are just kick return specialists. Yeah, you can be a punt returner, a kick returner, and you can be good at it. That's mm-hmm. a job right there. Devin Hester. Oh, man, a career. That was a career. Hall, the greatest returner. Oh, and so like, good. Th- Tyler, teams are afraid of Tyler Lockett for that purpose. Yeah. Tyler Lockett is When Percy Harvin was LV, same thing, too. Um, who else? I think that's kind of it, but... Oh, yeah, well, I don't Raiders, know. Raiders, we... Oh, we were... Deshaun Jackson's like the scary returner. Yeah. We cut our returner after four weeks. We traded for him, too. Traded for we him. We traded to him for the for, to the from the Packers. Trevor something. Mm-hmm. Cut him after five weeks because he couldn't catch a ball. Oh, yeah, that's a big part he, of returning. He had like you no know, receiving wise because he was a wide receiver. Oh, he, he couldn't was, catch. He was our third str- second string or third string receiver. Oh, and he was dropping passes left and right. Is oh, it was it was a depressing year for drop passes. For, for as Raider fans, yeah, so, it's like Say, we, hey, don't if worry. We, if we could have you. three Josh Jacobs on the field at a time, we would have been the fans would have been happy. I feel you talking about struggle year for receivers. I feel you being an Eagles fan. I feel you. So that rounds up our pigskin pick'em and the regular season. But you know what we do need to talk about if you've got the time. Oh, I got time. Um, do have you to, have time? It's, uh, it's we'll have to make close. it kind of quick. We'll okay. have to make it kind of quick. Okay. But luckily, there's only four games, or there's not very many to talk about. Oh, the wild card games. Right wild now. card. Here we go. Uh-huh. Start off first one. Bills, Texans. Uh, point spread. Houston by two and a half points. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a very good this game. This is in Houston, This is right? in Houston. Um, who do you got? I went to the playoff game in Houston against mm-hmm. the Raiders right after their, their car. Those fans are loud. That stadium does get loud. It's a little underappreciated. It's a the stadium's thirteen years old now, so it's oh, old. Wow. But it actually gets a lot louder than you would think it would mm-hmm. be. It's, I don't know why they do it. So I gotta give that edge to Houston. Honestly, I'm gonna oh, man. I'm so conflicted here because, like you said, it's the Bills' defense that is one. JJ them. Watt's back. JJ oh, White crud. is back. They didn't. He. What pectoral tendon tear is Pe- what he had? Yeah, pectoral tear. And he is tear. back six, five months early mm-hmm. or something. He's an animal. I'll just say that. I don't he's know. an animal. And he's a presence on the field. Yep. So whether he does anything, he's going to warrant a just him, no matter what. Yeah, he's going to get doubled and it's going to open some things up. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is, so I, I learned to think about like the previous week a little bit. So the Bills... They lost to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Texans, they got thumped by the Titans. Mm-hmm. So they're both coming coming out, coming off some Playing tough losses. Chip on their shoulder right now. But I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with you and give the slight edge to Houston, mainly because here we go. They're at home. 
They're at home in the playoffs, and JJ's back, and I think that's going to be enough of a mental morale mm-hmm. booster for the team that I think the Texans are going to take. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like 26-23. DeAndre is something else, too. That man's an animal. Yeah, he's going to come out. and if they, if they get a second receiver, and I love Carlos Hyde as a running back. Underappreciated running back, in my opinion. He is a workhorse. Before Garoppolo and all of them over at, at San Francisco, he was the reason why they were staying in games. Just taking 30 carries a game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh gosh, that's a workhorse right there. <laughs> that's a lot. When you can consistently do that, it's like, oh my mm-hmm. goodness. But, all right, move on to the next one. So next up, we have the Titans at the Patriots. New England is a five-point favorite. Um, Josh, who you got? Titans. Oh! I'm going, I'm going underdog here. Tannehill... Tannehill's out for blood this year because why would Miami get rid of him besides the fact that he's a wide receiver? Yeah. He was a wide receiver coming mm-hmm. out. And like got thrust on the quarterback, done well. But he's got A.J. Brown, who's – if A.J. plays a good game, he wins rook, offensive rookie of the year, no problem for me, even over Josh Jacobs. But Jacobs is – Jacobs is – the, the rookie of the year for Josh. Um, but A.J. Brown has been playing like a... And he's not satisfied with how he's playing either. So he's still hungry. Derrick Henry is hungry. Oh, man. They're, they don't care if they have to outscore you or their their defense is, has to beat you down. Mm-hmm. They're just going at it. And the Patriots are kind of imploding right just slightly. They lost to the Chiefs. The fans were losing their minds. And that's not good for morale. Then they lose to Miami in Week 17. Uh, they do have, that. Foxborough is a whole f- another field. Foxborough in the playoffs. Yes, and it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I dislike Brady, but that's mainly because he's a patriot. Yeah, he overall he's not a bad guy, but I want to. I want the underdog to win this game. I feel like the Titans have the energy going their way, and Brady's got a cloud over his head about what he's going to do next year. Going to retire, I, he's going to play for another team. As much as I want to join you, mm-hmm. because I do, this is where like I like to separate fan from the analyst here. Right, fan what wants is, the Titans. Right, I want to see that upset. Let's see these Titans go. Because quick note, I watched a short clip on Colin Coward's, uh, like predictions here, and mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, you never have all the favorites win. There's always one upset. And I think to that point he's right. And then, but then he talked about too. I think he talked about how historically Tannehill apparently has been terrible against the Patriots. Ooh. And I didn't, I didn't know this news to me. But he said historically Tannehill against the Patriots has been awful. No, statistics, statistics are a thing. Mm-hmm. So and maybe, it's kind of eerie how they never, they're never wrong. You might have mm-hmm. the one game that is that. It's never going to be 100% one way or the other, but it's usually like a 90-10 or a 95-5, mm-hmm. meaning, yeah, you're always going to have one fluke, but it's going to be okay. training this way. So that knowing that, I, I can't go with my 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 want right. for disdain of the Patriots to lose. <laughs> to lose in a wild card, because it's the first time they've been in a wild card, and I think a decade. 2009 was yeah, the last decade. time. Yeah, a decade. So my hopes is that this... That it all comes together and the Patriots lose and the Titans win. However, right now it's tough to go against 
knowing if I didn't know that Tannehill was bad, I probably right. would just go with the Titans. But hearing that, I'm like, man, really? Yeah, like I did not know that. So yeah, I think so. I think the Pats might. I think the Pats are going to find a way to do it. Belichick's going to they scheme will be his li- way. They're going to be lining Stephen Gilmore, mm-hmm. Stephen Stephen, whatever you. I don't. I get yeah. torn on what to call people when their names are spelled that way. They're going to line him one on one AJ Brown all yep. game long, and will something happen? Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, right at the prime of his career to just starting his right. career. I think you're going to see. I think the difference maker in this game comes down to AJ Brown or somebody or Derrick Henry. Are they going to be able to bust any big plays? Mm. I don't think it comes down to Tannehill's arm. No, I think it's going to be like that seven yard pass to AJ Brown that he that breaks he, free. That he breaks a tackle. He just shakes someone off. That that twenty eight stretch that. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry finds the blocks go just right, and he find he wheezes right. way and gets it. Not even like a sixty yard run, but like a big thirty yard run. Like I in a feel moment. I, I, here's my pre- Derrick Henry will have one run. So I'm going. I'm predicting this to happen. All Derrick right. Henry will have one run that he just bulldozes another guy over, like Marshawn bulldozes. Oh Christ! One of these games about to start. Go ahead. Okay. No, that 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 he's just going to knock him on his ass and tell him to stay there. And that player is going to be hurt the rest of the game, like emotionally. Like I'm afraid of him. He's Please a big, don't. he's a bigger man than me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So you're taking the Titans. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take. The, I'm going to begrudgingly take the Patriots. Okay. Okay. Who do we got next? Um, I did just look though. So <laughs> at time of recording, <laughs> I'm going to have to publish this before I leave to work because I realized that. Um, the first game is today uh-huh. uh, in, it's 20, it's in 15 minutes. It's, 15, it's, it's the Bills-Texans. Whoa, okay. So, luckily, <laughs> we're doing this early enough. I remember t- telling myself, I need to record my NFL podcast today and get it up because the game is today. But, ah, it's early. It's early. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Um, okay. who's next? Vikings-Saints. Sunday, 1 o'clock. New Orleans, 8-point spread. wild card rematch of the second round from last year. I'm going Saints. I think you got to take the Saints, Saints. dude. The defense isn't as good this year, but the offense is clicking better. Breeze is on his point. Breeze has been the almost every season of his career. Breeze has been the number one tight end throwing quarterback. And he's finally getting a connection with Jared Cook. Jared Cook didn't have a good season until he played with Derek Carr. Then he had a thousand yard season. So then he goes to the number one tight end quarterback in the league and and didn't have a good year because he was out. Then you have Swiss Army Knife. Tyson Hill or Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. Taysom Hill. It's like, is he a quarterback? Is he a running back? Is he a return specialist? Right. What is he? Is he a tight end? He's just awesome. He, <laughs> yes. I saw a meme where someone was like, what do, what do you do? And he, and, they, and he just went, yes. <laughs> I feel it. But I'm going, I gotta go Saints there. Like, I don't, I'm gonna agree with you. They're, they're, I don't think Dalvin Cook can do anything. They're too one dimensional. So I, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, and I say that I know people are gonna say well they have receivers they have a good defense it's still it's it's you stop Dalvin and you make Kirk beat you in the past mm-hmm. not that he can't do it but if he Kirk, won't be able to this game if this Kirk's game wanting to prove that he is worth the value he's he's setting he needs to. in us he wins this game he, he needs to. he makes a statement or here. he at least has a really great game and if it comes down to a field goal they're like look you did you did you did diligence yes. but but 
Dude, it's going to be so hard for them to go into New Orleans. New Orleans is going to be so jacked up. Drew Brees controls the crime rate in that city. If they're yeah. winning, the crime rate's down. As soon as the losing starts, riots are going to happen. Yep. And so I think I, I think that's a no-brainer that Saints. New Orleans wins it. Yep. And then, right. Battle of the Birds. <laughs> Seahawks in Philly. In Philly. Um, tomorrow, look, I'm going to, so, this is, once again, the same clip I listened to with Colin Coward. Mm-hmm. He said there's always one upset, and this is the one that he picked, even though it's technically not an upset. So, Seattle's a one and a half point favorite. That's really low favorite. Yeah, it's not much of a favorite. Um, so he went with the Eagles, and... It's close enough that I'm, I I gotta go with the Eagles. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Going off how they played the last four weeks, how and then how similar of a situation Seattle is in. Russell Wilson is on a different level than Carson Wentz in terms of how he's played this season. But I think as a team, being at home, being how the Eagles snuck in and won the NFC East, <laughs> I, I, I think they're gonna catch this victory this week. But tell me what you think. I, I I'm, I'm leaning Seattle. Yeah, I'm leaning Seattle. That's fair. I can totally like, I could reason myself into why the Eagles should 17 reasons Eagles why the Eagles have should the lose. more consistent run game with Miles yeah. and Jordan, but the Seahawks well, have the more and, consistent receiving game. And Boston Scott has been has shown up. That okay, little Spitfire. He's just Darren Sproles 2.0. He's like five nine. And he's stocky. That'd be, and that'd be a great little handoff from Sproles to him then. Mm, oh, so perfect. With the yeah. retirement. And he can catch it out of the backfield. It's totally perfect. So, yeah, definitely edge and receiving core. The it's Can Marshawn be Marshawn again? For even, Not against this defense. For even the Eagles' defense is good? Their run defense is pretty yes. good. It's re- good. D-line, D-line is monstrous, good pass rush, and then nobody's been able to run up the middle. Okay. So, so Marshawn's not an outside runner, especially no, not, not now. Yeah, stuff Marshawn is going to get like not okay. going to get anywhere. Prime so, Marshawn could still be so Marshawn. I'm going to stick with Seattle, but I feel like if the Eagles can get on Wilson's ass the entire game, oh, have to, have to, yeah. can't have his can't They're, have his line game. isn't very good either. Now, so they they're going to be chasing him around. They, and they did a lot of stunting last game and got some free shots on the QB. Now yeah. Russell Wilson is so shifty though; it's like it's yeah. going to be tough. They are going to have to hit him. They need to hit him to the ground, mm-hmm. not just a bump. Yeah, they need to be on him all every single snap. If I you, think that's where this game is won. Yeah, that that yeah that defensive line for the Eagles, offensive line for Seattle. It's it's one that can you get to Russell Wilson? Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: Carson Wentz has been hit all season. And you can hit him all day, and he's going to keep getting back mm-hmm. and coming out. He's big, he's Unless strong. Unless he gets injured. Right. Unless it's like an injury thing, but as far as like bumps and bruises, like he's going to stand in there, he's going to take the hit, and you just hope the play calling is good enough. I think Miles Sanders has been hot enough that mm-hmm. they can get some kind of run game. It'll open up the pass game a little bit, and I think they'll be able to do enough offensively to score some points. What The crux of the game is going to be, can that D-line disrupt Russell Wilson? Not disrupt, get to Russell Wilson, hit him, and if they can do that... I think the Eagles take the game. Okay, yeah, I feel that. I think I think that's got to be it because the secondary is going to be the secondary. Now, thanks goodness to injuries, we've had some other guys step in and step up, mm-hmm. and I and I think they've made the case for why we've had the wrong people starting, um, starting this whole year who've just gotten consistently burned. But it's like it's that's a where that starts that conversation is a foundation upon Russell Wilson being able to create. And if he can't create at all, and if we can contain him, he can do pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
I believe it. Now, if Marshawn does get in... If they don't stop Marshawn, it's, it, it's if, ball game. If Marshawn can get a couple holes and even get mm. one... Marshawn's going to get... If he does not get goal line stopped, he's getting at least three yards every play. Oh, yeah. Yes, he's still a bull. He's a little bulldozer. Mm-hmm. But he, if he get, if he gets that, that's how we beat the the, the Cowboys. Yeah, if Zeke he, didn't have a game. If he gets a knockover, if he gets that one fifteen yard run, it's going to build up his energy up, and it's going to be like, can they do this? And then mm-hmm. Eagles will have to shift their focus too. Similarly, yep. But it, yeah, it comes down to the the lines. Oh man, it's gonna be. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be fun. This I'm. I haven't been this excited about the NFL playoffs in a long time. I think there's a lot more parity in the league this season. You have a lot more teams where it's like I. I mean, as you saw, the playoff scenario was a nightmare coming down to week 17. It wasn't. Oh, yeah. It wasn't so clear cut with like, all right, Patriots have the one seed over here, so and so have the one seed over here, mm-hmm. and then and then you have a couple teams vibing. Like no, it was like seven, eight teams. Like their playoff fates were piling between third and. Yeah, and, and it was like you could win, but even and then, if the wrong team didn't win, the outside of you could affect your fate. So, all in all, I think it was an awesome season. I'm excited for this postseason. I think it's been really fun. Who do you have? Let's cap this out. Who do you have in the Super Bowl, and what's your final prediction for that? Oh gosh, <laughs> there's going to be the Kansas in me that wants yeah. Kansas City to be there, but their defense is not is is Tyranny and Matthew. That is all that they have on defense, and he is one guy that can only cover so much of a field. He is not Sean Taylor. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor could cover that entire backfield yeah. by himself. <laughs> so I got to give it to Baltimore. Baltimore? Baltimore's playing like a full machine. Their defense has stopped teams outright. Yep. And when the defense did it, the offense outscored the team. If if one can't do it, the other one's got it perfectly. No, the, the fact you had to think about this this hard though is is what I like is yeah. what I like to see. That means you have you have good teams, but it's a hard decision. I think it comes down to Chiefs, Super, Chiefs versus Chief. Okay, Chiefs lay goose eggs every single playoffs. And my my old boss, I he couldn't watch games because of how bad he, it bothered, it stressed him out. But he was also at work the entire time. So I think it comes down to Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Uh, Baltimore for the AFC the AFC title game. Baltimore coming out ahead, All right. which gives another Baltimore. There's only been three faces mm-hmm. in the AFC playoff game or the championship winner, and that's all been Baltimore Steelers or Ben Big Ben, Tom Brady, Joe Flacco. Yep, only AFC teams to ever make it mm. in the last 15, 16 years. Wow! And Joe Flacco's only ever been there because of the defense. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's Joe Flacco. So who you got in the NFC? You know, that is... Coming out, that one's almost that even harder. tough. I feel like San Francisco is the clear cut to get to it with their first round bye. But what's on the other side again? Seattle, Philadelphia. New Orleans. New Orleans. Minnesota. I feel like... Who's the other team? Saints. It's going to be Saints, San Francisco playoff game. Neither defense will show up that game. It's going to be a hundred, or well, can it be that? Can it? Saints have to play? Yeah, check real quick before I get this wrong for your. Yeah. Cool. yeah, we'll we'll double check here and let me see the bracket. Playoff bracket. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is the is the winner of the Saints? Vikings oh, Green Bay. Can't forget about Green Bay. Um, anyway, so the winner of 
Orleans. Yeah, so New Orleans wouldn't meet San Francisco until the championship. That's that's who it's going to be then. I don't feel like Green Bay's defense isn't good enough. No, a- Aaron Rodgers' magic is going to run out in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers will be targeted. Yep. He will get hurt. I, I hope he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. I feel like he's going to get dinged up. They're, uh, Devontae Adams is one person. Yeah. He's one person. And Aaron Jones is going to be forgotten. It's he'll, gonna, he'll do. He's going he's gonna to get locked down, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be Saints, 49ers, offensive battle. I don't feel like either defense will be there at all. I think they'll, they'll be there, but the offenses are going to overshadow the defenses. And oh, it's no, going to come down to no, a shootout. I, I feel like it's going to be a 50-50 point game almost. <laughs> because, and I think it I think it'll be like a 34-31 type game. Yeah. I hope it's not a 50-50. I hate, ba- I hate basketball and football yeah. games. So, and I'm going to give that edge to the Saints. So you have... I have Saints versus Baltimore for the championship, for the Super yeah. Bowl. And I'm going to go with Baltimore. Baltimore, Super Bowl champs. All right. Yeah. Baltimore, Super Bowl champs, Lamar Jacks. And I'm going... MVP... Uh, MVP is going to go Lamar Jackson. Because he's going to have... The passing game, and he's going to have like a minimum fifty yards rushing. Okay. Or, or it's going to be Drew Brees for MVP. It'll be the loser yeah. getting the MVP with Drew Brees. I don't know. That that'd be weird. Hey, it, it's it doesn't happen often, but I feel like Brees. It will, could happen. Brees will have a phenomenal game mm-hmm. passing wise. Very little interceptions, but. They're going to, the the Baltimore's defense is just gonna weigh on the others too much. So who All do right. you got for the Super Bowl? So Super Bowl Philly, we're gonna win it again. No, <laughs> uh, let's be real. Here. Philly like, might win the wild card, but we're like not getting past fan, San Francisco. Right we're there. not getting past San Francisco. I'm sorry, and if we do, I'm a liar, and I apologize for that. But <laughs> uh, if we make it to the NFC title game, I, I you might hear me come back and be like Super Bowl. But no, no, I I think San Francisco and New Orleans in the NFC Championship is absolutely what's going to happen. And I think San Francisco is going to do just enough to get past them, and okay. they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Then I think I think. Um, see, here's a weird thing: if Tennessee upsets Patriots, Patriots, Kansas City, it's Kansas City and Baltimore, no question. And yeah. then and then Baltimore, slight edge, and they're going to the Super Bowl. If it's not, so my prediction will say the same: Baltimore in the Super Bowl. But if the Patriots win, they're going to get momentum. I think they might beat Kansas City. That one would be close, um, but I, it does. It just affects who I think would be in the. AFC. Who won the Super Bowl last year again? Was it the Patriots? Yeah. No Super Bowl winner has gone to Kansas City and won the year after they won the Super Bowl. Well, you have me convinced. <laughs> the, the, Kansas like, City and Baltimore <laughs> are in the AFC like, Championship game. And man, as yeah. much as I want Mahomes' magic it's to been, go, it's been really. That he's was got just, the Madden curse, dog. They haven't. For years that they they I think five years in a row the Chiefs beat the Super Bowl champs at Kansas City. That's incredible. The next year, and so mm. and they didn't. Patriots didn't go to Kansas City. Kansas City went to Foxborough and beat them in Foxborough this year. Well, I'll be Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend had to be escorted to a private box because of how much harassment she was getting from the Patriot fans. Her and her brother 
Like, they were getting death threats. Well, I'll be. You got me convinced. <laughs> I think it's going to be Baltimore and San Francisco. That, that to me is two, one of those statistics. Two fresh faces. Because you think about it, New Orleans, been mm-hmm. there, Drew has been there before. These are going to be two fresh faces, and it's going to be a fresh Super Bowl. And... I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl no matter what. Uh, I think no matter who's in it, I think it's going to be a really fun Super Bowl. The last boring, really boring one was Panthers-Denver. Oh, that one sucked. That that one's... It's 11-1 in the second half on calls against the Panthers. It's like, they didn't need the help that... Denver didn't need the help. The defense was doing their work as it was. They were (laughs) A-OK. But I think, yeah, that's that's my prediction. Yeah. Yeah, who wins? Um, oh, did I not say? No, you didn't say who won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You just said you said Baltimore Saints, just like me. I have Baltimore. I have Baltimore. No, you, no I said San Francisco. 49ers, oh, you did. Okay, 49ers. yeah, you did. You said they. Eked I think the 49ers by it. Fresh, yeah, fresh faces. Okay, yeah, you did say fresh faces. Now, who fresh wins the faces. Super Bowl? Though? Son of a god. They they haven't played all. Did they play it? this year? Did Where they is play it? each other? Where is the Super Bowl this year? Miami or something like that? I have no idea, honestly. Eh, irrelevant. Oh, man, this is tough. This is tough, tough, toughity tough. Who's had more close games and won their close games? Just thinking off the top of my head. Why... I'm th- I'm going to say I think I think I think if Baltimore gets there I think they'll win. I'll take Baltimore. I'll take Baltimore. It's it's So Baltimore and San Fran played one time this year. Yeah. Week 12. Or no, they now. played on December 1st. Baltimore won 20 to 17. See, and that's what it's going to be like if it's a Super Bowl. Yeah. They you can't call it a revenge game, it's just a rematch. What was this? Yeah, San Francisco went scoreless in the fourth. Baltimore went scoreless in the third. But Baltimore scored ten points in the second over San Fran seven in the second. And I think Baltimore's got a little bit better offensive edge. So, I would take Baltimore. They're my prediction to win the Super Bowl. Unless the Eagles can magically get to the NFC Championship, then the Eagles will be... My pick for the Super Bowl. And you'll get to buy another ring. <laughs> yeah, and I can buy another <laughs> replica ring. But anyways, Josh, thanks for being on this marathon of the podcast. Uh, we officially two hours and 12 minutes. Oh Holy crap. <laughs> can you believe lot. it? We covered two weeks and then talked about playoffs. And oh my goodness. By myself, I mean, that would have been a 45, 50 minute podcast. So it makes you sense. You got a little and, back and forth. Fancy. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was good. I appreciate you being on. And uh, thank you for dishing out my winnings. I appreciate yeah. that. Felt good. But anyways, guys, uh, chime in on anything and everything you heard today. Feel free. It was a lot, I know, so I don't really care that much about Week 16. I was doing that for posterity's <laughs> sake, but um, go ahead and give me your thoughts. TheRandomlyViking at gmail.com, and let me know your predictions for uh, – I know it might be a little bit late, but let me know your predictions for Super Bowl playoffs, how you think it's going to play out. Uh, I'll make sure to look at the date and timestamp if you send it to me before this game, technically, that is starting right now. That is the Texans at the Bills or the Bills at the Texans. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. If you made it through this podcast, you're a trooper.